Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland Hard Seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Okay, get out of here. Woo!
girl. That was Emery Piper Cabellian. Thank you very much. Nice. Future star. Future star. Already a star, really. Already a star. <laughs> so cute. Wow. Well, this week's guest has a wide variety of accomplishments. Like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to hear some fascinating stories for sure. <laughs> He's the son of a pro skater. I don't know if we've had that on here yet. Not the son of a pro skater. Yeah. No. We've had pro skaters, but not sons of pro skaters. Actor. Who stunt, became a st surfer stuntman. Stunt actor. These are And actor? Yeah. Stuntman, kind of. Stuntman more than actor, to be yeah. honest. Re reality star. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can't forget that one. <laughs> Hawaii State Amateur Champ. Yep, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He surfed a seven-mile wave called the Silver Dragon. Yep. Yeah. What? In China. I can't wait to hear about How'd that. How'd you guys find hey. all this information? Now? I didn't know this, dude. And <laughs> he's probably mostly known and recognized, and responsible for creating the most famous ramps and wedges, allowing surfers to push the limit to what is possible. Above the lip. Did you write that yourself? I know it's really, really bad, huh? Wow, no, it's really good. <laughs> I, I'm, his, I'm redder hey, his, than I am. Okay, like, his, I usually okay, am. Okay, this blushing. is even better. His official professional title is C H O. <laughs> Do you know what that stands for? Not chief officer of some sort, but it's kind C of C H O. Yeah, C H O. Okay. Chief hydro officer. Whoa. Hydro. Yes. And he's a founding <laughs> partner at Palm Springs Surf Club. We welcome. Shane, Red Tide Magnuson. You hear that, people? Yeah. Shane, Red Tide Magnuson. All of those crazy errors you've seen in the last few years is because of this genius over here behind the computer of some sort. I don't know. We're going to hear about it. Oh, man, I'm flattered. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, I didn't even realize you were going to dig that deep on me. Oh. But hey, oh. right? this is, this guilty. Is yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, this is about your body of work since being a Grom and moving over to Maui at a young age. Yeah. Yes, I'm honored. Yeah. Right on. Right. This right is. On. Uh, it's been a while since we. We've been hounding him. We've been hounding him for a while. He's been busy. <laughs> he big timed me on uh, on DM. <laughs> yeah, and but you've been busy doing all the D things you need to do to get, dude. Wait, you got to wear a lot of hats. PSSE. PSSE. Yeah. Palm Springs Surf Club, PSSE, the and wave in the desert, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you just got back from Atlanta or? I was in Atlanta in December. Yeah. yeah working with uh, doing the stunt thing. Out yeah. There. Yeah. And Sorry. you you live pretty much on the premises in Palm Springs. Right? I live in the desert and have been for two years. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of kind of got to go all in on these things like you know we kind of learned that at bsr you know you you really want to you want to be there from the ground up if you're going to be operating these systems because dude there's a lot of moving parts yeah, yeah and when things go wrong which they will yeah you want to at least be able to know how bad it is or isn't and who to call okay or but before we get all yeah. there yeah before we get to present day shane red tide magnuson Let's start the beginning. Where did it start for you in surfing? Wow, that's a good that's a good one. Um, actually, started uh, in Maui surfing. Um, Were you born in Maui? Or? I was not born in Maui. I was born in San Diego, and so was uh, brother Clay. And we lived in Pacific Beach, 
And uh, when I was super young, I like I skated, right? My first, yeah. my dad was a pro skater, so. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. So your dad is totally. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tony Magnuson. Correct. And he was a pro skater during the time that Tony Alva... Um, he's the generation after them. After, okay. Yeah. So he's from Sweden, native... Uh, moved over here when he was like 16, 17, um, just to pursue skating. And, you know, at the time that was not like, it wasn't like it was today where, you know, there's, you know, tons of big brands in there. It was, it was right after Dogtown, you know? Um, I guess Alva actually visited his hometown and there was a group of them that had like a little skate culture in Stockholm and he left and he basically told them like, Hey, if you want to do something in skating like socal is where you got to be yeah and so him and a couple buddies just moved out here and you know that's so it. tony alva he met tony alva and he said come to come west young man yeah exactly make a name for yourself exactly sick and and he was uh he was a vert guy so you know he was also everyone was a vert guy back i think then. that was yeah. yeah common yeah yeah transition like he was yeah. a big del mar guy the keyhole yeah. and all that like yeah. there's photos of you know me on his the nose of his board dropping in at the keyhole when i was like four and all this stuff so That's he used to put me on the nose of the board skate around um i mean i was i've been on a board you know before i could walk like yeah. literally I, I probably give you guys this photo but yeah. the stroller was you know, an old 80s shape. I think it was Uncle Wiggly, and he mounted a chair on it with yeah. a little strap, and he would bomb hills with, like, a leash attached to the nose. And oh, just my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember this. I just have photos. That's so <laughs> like, your dad was a big deal in skateboarding. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a legend, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Because I'm a little older than you guys, just a little, <laughs> but I remember seeing him in all the skateboarder and all that yeah no so, he's 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 gnarly yeah he was known for big airs did he surf too or Did, didn't really get into the surf thing he can but you know he never it never was his thing yeah you know i i think he would get frustrated of the whole like learning curve because it's so slow yeah because he's obsessed with like progression perfection, perfection competitor i mean dude i don't think he ever let me win anything ever you know and so so like going out and getting beat up by the ocean you know it takes a if you don't do it when you're young you know it can be really hard on you know the ego and stuff so but but he was successful and he made it he made 
turn yeah. it into some companies. And yeah, he, he had a lucrative career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the founder of H Street Skateboards. H Street. Yeah, and, and that uh, was a huge like '90s brand. Yeah, it was more '80s, but it was uh, it was the big thing with H Street was it was the first rider owned and operated. So wow. you had like Sims and you know uh, what were the other guys back then? Sam uh, Cruz back then? No, were they around? Sam, uh, Sam was around, but yeah. You know all the, all those uh, brands from like the Dogtown era, and all those were owned by you know business guys. Yeah. Right. And, well, Powell, right? Was yep. George Powell that was yep. kind of an older dude that started a skateboard brand. Exactly. Yeah. And so you have my dad and this guy, Mike Ternansky, yeah. who joined forces and built this team, which, you know, they were responsible for Danny Way, yeah. Matt Hensley, uh, Eric Costin rode for H Street, all these guys that have just are complete legends, you yeah. know? And uh, they, they owned and operated it and they were a huge overnight success, kind of due to a lot of the videos they made, like, when I think about it, and I'm not sure if he would agree, but you know the lost videos, yeah. like what's really going wrong, all, all, that. Good, all the classics. I love yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And just the the, the vibe yeah. of those, Raw. like that was the H Street Skate videos. Yeah. You know when they came out, like Hocus Pocus, Shackle Me Not, uh, and Next Generation. Yeah, and that's why I said '90s because you kind of he kind of that brand kind of transcended into the '90s. Yeah. Like you said Costin and. But it, and Z, it, like, but that timing was when the VHS recorder, and you were mm -hmm. able to, obviously, your marketing is what you, you know, what content you could get, yeah. not just putting a mag, you know, adding it wasn't, a mag. It right. wasn't vert skating anymore. It was more. It was kind of yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was a blend, you know, and and that was the funny thing with with my dad and Mike. Uh, Mike was all into the street, and my dad was always a vert dog. So perfect blend. It was a great blend, but they would always kind of fight for you know who got the exposure, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, interesting fun fact about those two, uh, they ended up splitting business relationship and Mike took most of the team and started Plan B. Oh. Wow. And that's where Plan B started. So Dang. it all stemmed from Get, there. <laughs> plan, this is my Plan B. Split <laughs> up, start over. Yeah. Backup yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, and he told me that that was the, the name that they came up with together if H Street didn't work. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. So he he nabbed like all the the heavies and went and did Plan B, and that kind of happened a lot in skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I mean, it as, a as a business, you know, owner and entrepreneur, you know it, how hard it is to work with people. You, you know, you might have the same vision, and then you know you get sidetracked, and we'll, yeah. oh my it's, god, so, it's definitely I'm so, living it. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened, uh, or why did your dad move to Maui? That's a trippy place for a skateboarder. So he didn't. Oh, so he didn't. my mom and him split when I was real young. Okay. And it was a pretty nasty divorce, and it got so bad that she actually moved us to Hawaii mm. to get away from him. And, you know, that's those are things that happen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that, it, I, she had full custody of me, so... We took off and started this new life in Hawaii. No, no other siblings between that mom and dad. No. And then your mom. Then my my mom remarried this guy Gino, who's super awesome. Yeah. And uh, they had two kids together. Uh, my younger brother Clay. Yeah. Marzo. That's yep. why he has a different name because he has a different dad. Yeah. The same mom. And then my younger sister Gina, and she, they're I mean obviously Clay. Yeah. Are kidding me? Like, Crazy. Wait a minute. Yeah. Clay Marzo, half brother, is your half brother. Yes. I know, right? 
Holy shnikes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? I, I, I knew, but I wasn't for sure because I never, like, until I started doing some research, I'm like, I remember hearing that, but I just, it was never brought so to life. So he's your you half-brother? Know? Yeah. Yeah. But, and you grew up together in the same household? We lived in the same room. We slept in the same futon. Like, wow. we had a two-bedroom growing up, so me and Clay shared a room. Yeah. So crazy. This is so kind of mind-blowing right now. And what, I mean, what phenomenal talent between both of you. And he, yeah. he's, he, you know, he's he, a freak. He's a freak. In but a he good has, way. He, he's yeah. got no like, Magnuson no. gene. No. No. So he, you're a freak and he's a freak. Yeah. It must be your mom. I, that's, dude, <laughs> she's going to be so stoked you just said that. Right? Because she's like, your dad always gets all the credit for all <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm going to say it's hey, your mom, man. it's not. Which, yeah. is, which is hard because, yeah, dad, pro, you know, uh, pro skater and, you know, like the G's <laughs> and then, you know, your mom's producing another freaking yeah. superstar. Yeah. 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 Hey, and she's like, hey, Shane's cool, but Clay's cool too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing was when he, when he finally got into surfing, like, we've always been like me and the guys I grew up with, like, you know, Tom Doslin, Ian Walsh. Um, there was this kid, Ryan Jung that not a lot of people know of in our town. And he was a freak, man. He was like limber gymnast guy. And he was a guy who kind of pushed me at a young age. And we started trying airs cause we were watching the lost videos yeah. and momentum yeah. and so all that let's stuff. Let's go back though. So how old were you when you first started surfing? Uh, when, when did you see, move to Maui? We moved to Maui. I was six. Clay was one. Um, we moved into this little place called Pumana in the town of Lahaina. And it's this little like connected townhouses, like vacation rental, really cool little neighborhood. And there's three different waves there. And it's actually the perfect place to learn to surf because there's a full on beginner, just soft roller whitewater. And then there's a mushy right. And then there's a more kind of high performance right. It's almost like lowers, but half the length. Hmm, wow. And every single summer swells, summer swells, yeah. south swell. These are yeah. all south swells. And every single right at that wave has a left that comes into it at the end. And it's the it's like ramp my favorite city. ramp city. Yeah. Oh my god! And here's the ironic thing: the name of that wave is the pool. The pool is super weird. Like, Holy smokes! Well, it's a premonition. Yeah. Wow. So there's uh, there's in this little like neighborhood we grew up in because it was like vacation rentals and stuff. There was little pools kind of peppered throughout the the neighborhood, and that wave there's a pool on the ocean, like literally a seawall. Like at high tide, the wa the waves will crash into it and like you know Spot. spray into the pool. So that's why it's called the pool. But it's oh just ironic God. that How I end weird. up doing this wave pool stuff. Yeah. Just still We're my not favorite, talk about one of my favorite waves. We're not going to talk about that yet. No, no, no. no I know. Okay. I know. Just so how old were you time. when you first started? Uh, okay. Did you boogie board first? I did. Okay. So I was super into boogieing, dude. Yeah? There's like little shore okay. break right, right there. We all <laughs> did. We all did. We all did, right? I got yelled at for boogie boarding. Yeah. Like, why don't you surf? You're standing up on the boogie I, board. I'm like, dude. I, I, can, I can do you one better. I even rollerbladed for a little bit. <laughs> hey, we didn't need to hear that. <laughs> we did not hear, need to hear that. <laughs> you got a sweet pair of inlines, hey, bro? I, I legit got like yelled at by my dad for rollerblading. And that was the end of that. Like yeah. he was over it, dude. Like, I would have been too if I was yeah. Tony Magnuson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kid of mine could like, be a roller. That's like riding a razor. Totally. When the kids are ripping in totally. the skate park and our kid with a razor comes by, you're like, what a... Well, what happened was Mighty Ducks came out and, you know, in Maui, there's not a ton to do. And we all were so psyched on Mighty Ducks and like they had a rollerblade. 
rollerblade scene in there, and then we all got into rollerblading for a hot minute. Oh, that's so, epic. Yeah. The show's about surfing, though, so. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun so, facts. Fun facts. So, so oh you boogie boarded, you were totally into it, but yeah. the surf... Um, so one day, me and that guy, Ryan, who I referred to, um, we were, you know, we had this rule where we couldn't go into the ocean unless there was a parent around, you know? Oh, yes. Well, we were just, You're right? Why? Sketchy. Yeah. And and we were hanging out of the house. Parents were kind of not paying attention. We're like, let's go. Let's go, Boog. They're not looking. Like, let's ditch out and go to the beach and catch some waves. And we start looking for our bugs, and we couldn't find them. And I, there was this shed, and my stepdad was a surfer, so we opened the shed, and there's these boards in there, surfboards, older. I think it was a surf club, the one I had, and he had, like, a, a Minami or something, like a really old 80s one, and we're like, fuck it, let's try surfing. Like, so we just took the boards out. How old are you? We were eight. Eight. Eight, yeah. Still pretty. Which is Hawaii, that's pretty average here it'd be a little early but you know you're in tropical yeah. water you're kind yeah. of living at the beach Dude, so it'd fully. be yeah no brainer yeah and we we just rocked out into you know close out white waters and started going and both of us you know we're young we we, we both had talent so yeah. stood up and i remember standing up and still still can think of it that day you know where you're just oh my god this is amazing yeah like sold you just, just stood up and done. you're going down the line yeah like, done that's cutting. it Heading into the way. Ha- haven't stopped. Just that, <laughs> this, that perception of like being that low to the water on a boogie Thank and you. then standing up just feels, you know, way, way more exhilarating. But totally. But you also are going faster at yeah. the same time, regardless, you know? So, so you were into skateboarding already, too, though, right? Yeah. So you yeah, knew, always. and you knew how to skateboard. Obviously, your dad probably. Yep. Started, got you on a skateboard early. He took me on the 8th Street European tour when I was like five or six. Wow. So if you watch Next Generation, I actually have like a segment, like a full section wow, to okay. the Sesame Street song. No it's, way. It's pretty Sick. epic, dude. What's the movie called? Next Generation? Next Generation. It's an 8th Street? Street one. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to find that were you, one. Were you going, your dad stayed in San Diego? Dad stayed Were in you San going Diego. back and forth for summer or, or holidays? So... Like I said, those two were like pretty bitter at each other. So she kind of didn't let me go for a while. Mm. And I started going to visit him in like fourth, fifth grade, one of those, like nine, ten. Yeah. And then it became uh, every winter vacation, every summer vacation, I'd come to Cali. And, you know, we would do Big Bear in the winter. And then in the summer, um, because he didn't like to surf, like I pretty much after nationals because i always had to do nationals and that was like right when i would come over here after that skating only like you'd never take me to the beach like, yeah just yeah. skate park but i was fine with it because it was dude it was so it probably yeah you had skills you, for you, you had the everything else probably the yeah. best access to all the like the most badass always. ramps and parks and always. everything yeah. your always. dad was an avid snowboarder too he was. He actually was in like Winter X Games at one point for Dang, crossover. Like he did. They they used to have a crossover and they did vert and then uh, you know park or whatever. Yeah. And I think he got third or second in that. I can't remember the guy who won like Brian something. There's always those guys that you know they're really good at all three. Yeah. And then there's guys that are really good at two and not at one. Yeah. Um, Troy but, Eckert. <laughs> yeah. Eckert. Mike Morrissey. Yeah. Mike Morrissey. Wow. Those guys dominated. Incredible. That, uh, H2O. Yeah. 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 So going back, you and your buddy Ryan got hooked on surfing. 
sold just and instantly. Stop boogie boarding. Done. Yeah. All we wanted to do was surf. And yeah. then we had another buddy, Kai, who lived in the same neighborhood. He was a little older than us, and he already had his own custom board, and that was the big next Dang. step, right? Yeah. Like, custom board. Um, who, was I didn't, a, who was a shaper then? Uh, he was getting boards from Timponi. Um, that was my t- first sponsor. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Dude. I swear. That's what's up. Dude. I got I got one in my garage. Was it you that found it? Yeah. Dude. So right here. He's at a garage a, sale. Sorry, we got a, a, we got another guest here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who is our sponsor? Yeah. yeah. Iconic. Brent, well, Brent Futagaki is uh iconic life. And uh they're one of our big sponsors of the show. Yeah, check them out. But this but he found, he, Brent, you found the board? Yeah, that was my first first board. And and you saw me out there and you're like, wait, it's my board. And I was like, what? Yeah. Wait, way yeah. back in the day or like lately? No. No, back day, way back. Oh, wow. But he, he ended up giving it to me and it was an old Tim Pony. Yeah. And it had yellow and blue, super ugly, but it was the Tom carol like mm. swoosh you know but yeah. i did both i did i colored the whole thing no way yeah it's dude that's it's so, so it's so you know you, i didn't think too many people not from maui knew about yeah Tim Pony. i had well, no idea. from california right yeah. yeah um well i don't know if he's from here but he, he started off here. yeah he's he was a shaper yeah. here and the surf which was a surf shop owned by uh keto keto, keto Sun, yeah and anyway, Tom so, Curran wrote four for me. Yeah, Tom yeah. Curran uh, and Deffenbaugh brothers, Jeff and Barry Deffenbaugh, and they brought me under their wing. And Deffenbaugh. We all wrote for, right. yeah, yeah, Tim Pony. Yeah. No but way. again, this show's so not about cool. Jay Larson. Larson. <laughs> this show's not a bit about Jay Larson or <laughs> Futagaki. Gotta or let the legend Pony. speak, though, yeah. dude. Come on. Tim Pony. <laughs> Late night. So, well, Maui, I mean, the guy dominates over there on all the equipment yeah yep. he so he was he was our buddy had Timponi and we didn't get Timponi's I it's so awesome my my yeah, it's so classic dude my mom was like I'm not gonna get you a custom because I don't know how long you're gonna be in the surf thing but you can go get a used board from locomotion that was our yeah. like main surf shop when we were that young in Lahaina and I remember we went in and I picked one out off the rack I believe it was a Chuck Andrus yeah. Which is like, you know, the Hawaiian warrior yeah. helmet and it yeah. was yellow and I got it and we turned it over and we looked at like, you know, you can see who it's for or what the dims are. And it was for Eric Diaz. And that at the time was like the guy, the young guy yeah. uh, in Maui. And that's if a lot of people probably don't know this, that's Billy Kemper's older brother. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Eric Diaz was the guy to beat. He was like three years older than I was. Yeah. And somehow, just by chance, his used board, he rode for locomotion. So his board was on the rack. I got it, brought it home. And I remember I kept it in my room, waxed it up. Like, I Slept mean, with it. Yeah. No, straight <laughs> up. And like, it was just like, you're just obsessed, right? Yeah. Like it had little pressures and you're just feeling every inch of it. Yeah. And, so had that That's one. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, it's a family show. Right. Look <laughs> that, bro. So we'll edit that out. So, so um, was that a thruster? Was it thruster? A, okay. Yeah, glass-ons, obviously. Everything yeah, was glass-ons back then. Which, yeah. dude, I really want to get another glass-on. Talking about, it. I've been meaning to, but We've anyway, been, a couple people have been saying that lately. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. almost it's really hard probably to find those like you know, laminated hot coders and sanders yeah, that could dude. actually like do it because they're, 
It's all, a lost art. It, it is. is. It, I think yeah. it is. It's rare. It's pretty crazy to think that, right? Because yeah. back then, that was it. So that was my first board. Had it for a long time. It was a 5-4. I remember that. Nice. Yep, 5-4. That was like the magic number. And then my buddy Ryan ended up getting one not long after that. Um, I can't remember what he had. But then after that one, I got my first custom. And that was from Mark Anderson. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Mark him. Mark Anderson. Sounds so, familiar. He's a legend on the west side of Maui specifically. He, I mean, Hawaii in general, but really the west side. So he shapes under the label Honolulu Underground. And it was sick. He had this uh, this white tip shark as his logo, and it was just badass. And he did like this really cool, you know, custom paint job on it, like trips and all this stuff. And that was my first custom, and that was the board I ended up entering my first contest on. And then I got sponsored. And nice. That was the start. Just like that. Yeah, it happened wow. just like that. It was. So, what was the first contest? Uh, uh, Lahaina Harbor. So Locomotion had uh, a contest every summer in Lahaina at the harbor and it was the only contest we had on the west side of Maui and that's where Lahaina is that's where Honolulu yeah. Bay is and all that all our other contests were in Hokipa which is like the windsurfing mecca yeah. of the world of the world yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that was a really tough place to to compete and surf especially if you didn't surf it a lot of water day. and wind and weird boils yeah. and all this stuff and, and all the Hokipa kids really like to sit on you and kind of gang up and everything so you kind of you know you learn to be scrappy in that area but that when when the comps came to the harbor it yeah. was like it was on payback so yeah so was <laughs> was the amateur like was it HSA or HSSA or was there? It was actually HASA back then, HASA. Okay, HASA. Hawaii that was Amateur Surfing Association. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys would have a couple events on on Maui, but then you had to travel to so, Oahu. At all. So no HASAs on Maui, no NSSAs on Maui. Wow. When I grew up, yeah, yeah I remember them on Oahu. We had uh, Kim Ball on. Kim's awesome. Yeah, from High Tech. Yep. And he was baffled on high school the, the amateur yeah and he was fighting yep. for like why you guys why can't we have you yeah. know he he was a huge advocate for getting surfing accepted into this uh program called mil maui interleague yeah, yeah. and you know which is you know, over here it's the cif yeah yeah, yeah. where you compete against the other schools along the coast and yep and kim it's legit yeah it's legit right yeah. like you get academic scholastic yeah yeah, yeah. like so, we even made nationals for our high school in lahaina one year and for every kind of sport you know category if you made it to a state or a national event you'd get this big white bar on the l that was on the hill above lahaina if you've ever been wow. to lahaina there's a giant l up there that's for the high school and each sport you know they get a bar if you make it to this certain level we made it to nationals which no none of the other sport categories ever made it to nationals in anything and because we weren't in the mil we didn't get a bar so it's oh. like a big deal but kim was able to get it accepted yeah. not long after i graduated so he's a huge just just a legend in legend Maui, yeah surfing yeah. and just the community involvement that he he's you know done and the support yeah yeah that totally was, so was epic. so you were saying you surfed your first contest yep and then you got sponsored. What'd you get in the contest? Uh, what did I get? I got second in that one nice. to this who, kid, Luke Gordon. He, Luke Gordon. Okay. And he was he was Eric Diaz's age, so he was a little older than me. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of the hot guy from our side 
uh, before me and that kid Ryan got into it. And there was another kid, Adam Hiltebrand, and it, all these all these guys. This is awesome yeah. talking about yeah, it because yeah. I forgot all these names a little bit, yeah. you know. But that's, that's, your, that's, that's your rolling, that's your crew. Like yeah. you guys probably ran, you know, let's just run a heat every day in the afternoon after school. These are the, you know, the guys yeah. that push each other. 100%. Yeah. And, and all the guys that were like good at surfing on the west side, like we were all kind of the, you know, not, not the popular kids. We like, like Luke introduced me to like slayer and iron maiden and all that stuff like we weren't listening to like reggae like all the other kids in hawaii yeah. <laughs> we were fully the anti you know um and it's funny right like, it's so random we, we talk about um how different you know beach towns are so or, i mean even surfers right in general fully you know you like in skateboarding there's fresh guys and hesh guys yep in surfing there's kind of the same thing too yeah but even like you know how far is the west side from the other side yeah 30 minutes yeah completely different yeah. crew though yeah. you know and, and, and you don't always mix right? you don't always mix no yeah. we we all like loved each other from maui you know because you, you had the lahaina guys the west side guys and then you had the hokipa guys and then you had the hana guys and those guys were nuts. I mean, that's <laughs> Hank and Ola and, and those kids. Yeah. And Is that I'm, more country? Dude, it's a it's <laughs> like there's that... there's there's people from Hawaii and then there's people from Hana. And like they are the coolest people ever, but like to get to Hana from Lahaina, it's like close to four hours. So you wow. get past Hokipa and there's this thing called the road to Hana and yeah. it's a 30 mile stretch and it's like, you know, just yeah. in and out, in and out, it's, in and out. It's off the grid. Yeah. It's way off the grid, you know? Yeah. So those guys, like, like you go visit there and it's so rad and there's cool little waves and there's cow pastures and you're in a rainforest, waterfalls everywhere. And then you go back to kind of Lahaina, Hokipa, wherever, and there's Costco and there's all your normal stuff. Those guys don't like, there's two stores. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. You know? And, and so it's, it's country, it's country, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. And I, I can't say enough good things about the people from yeah. Hana, but yeah. like, dude, they're, they're just totally their own little tribe Yeah, and it's rad. I so think we had a couple of Huntington guys move there. Like, to Hana? Yeah. Like, well, I think, I, I don't want to say his name cause I, I'm not, I don't want to get it wrong, but yeah, I think, uh, had a couple Probably of Probably just never heard from him again. Too. Yeah. He's just out Pretty there. Pretty much. He just disappeared. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. That's where you go. If you want to disappear, dude, go to Hana. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're good. You're off on your own little <laughs> zone over there. So, so it's all the, good. The competitive bug hit you. Yes. Who was your first sponsor? Uh, first sponsor was actually Lassen. Hawaii. Last you guys remember? Oh, I remember yeah. like Conan Road for them, and they had a couple other yep guys. It was uh, the Wormhouts, I think, up in Mavs. You know those big wave yeah. brothers. I know they were on the program. Conan was obviously the marquee guy, yeah. and I can't remember who else. But how the, old were you? Like ten. Fudge. Yeah. Yeah. That's young. Man. And it was it was a double it was a double down because I got Lassen and then I got my first board sponsor that same contest and that was mo the more important one because I ended up staying with him through like all my amateur career and that was Matt Kinoshita and I've heard of him yeah, yeah. Kazuma that's the yeah. shaping label yeah um, and that guy is responsible for pretty much all the the kids underneath us who were like the generation that blew up maui you know barger clay road for him dusty 
Um, and and when we were writing for him, it was it was he had every good kid on Maui. Yeah. You know, he had Hank Gaskell, he had Ola Elegram, he had me, he had Ian Walsh, he had Tom Doslin for a little while, um, Eli, and then he had yeah. all the good girls too that were coming up from Maui. There was all these other girls, um, yeah. and he took the whole young, high-performance amateur surfing community under his wing. He'd have us all stay at his house. His, his house had his shaping room, you know, he'd work with us and coach us and take us out and scare the shit out of us in big waves. <laughs> and I mean, he is just, I cannot say enough about that guy. Like he's responsible for a lot of really good surfers. Yeah. What a good That's niche awesome. though. You know, well, obviously the, the give back surfers. and the help, you know, like bring up those generations, yeah. but you got to be able to shape. I mean, it's one thing to shape a board for an adult, but to fine tune like a little grom, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's a whole... He, yeah, learning curve. He was so dominating. Good. Dominating. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd take us to Oahu, you know, because we had to go as over a chaperone there. for events and stuff. Fully. That's epic. Fully. And then on the on the Lassen side of things, the guy who, who was running the team over there, and you might know this guy, Rick Yacanetti. Yeah, he he lived at Lassen's house yep. on the North Shore. Rick and did he get you working out and like got a train? That guy was totally. like he was probably fifty when he was yeah, like and like ripped, ripped, ripped. Yeah, so he was on the Lassen program. Ripped, which, Rick. Yeah, you know, when I was younger, it was like yeah. you, you don't really know these things. But thinking about it now, and I'm older, I'm like, yeah, this, that was probably a trippy program. Like he was living yeah. at his house in Lahaina, and he had this insane, like oceanfront property at this wave shark pit. And yeah. you know, when I got on the team, he's like, yeah, I'm here most of the year. You know, when you're, I rode my bike to and from school, and I would pass his house. And he's like, hey, whenever you're passing by, you know, you yeah. want to check the waves or whatever, just stop in. So yeah. I just stopped by on my way home from school all the time. And he always hooked up Doritos and he always had some like, we, like hot, like, yeah. Like, so Rick, Rick I, I'm thinking about it now. Like, I think I know, you know, I don't know. If you don't know, Christian Reese Lassen is like one of the Creep. crazy famous artists. Yeah. Like, you know, creep. Yeah. And that, I don't, you know, and it's probably a good way and a bad way. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> I went to his North Shore house quite often because uh, Rizal somehow knew yeah, and got to stay there for free. And uh, yeah. Rick was the property, you know, kind of enforcer, caretaker. caretaker. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Lassen, again, you know, an extraordinary, like, famous, successful, yeah. you know, uh, artist. And he had houses Everywhere. all over, all yeah. over the place in Hawaii. Yeah, and uh, the, the North Shore Rick, you know, managed it. And yep. So tell us about so that. Sick. That sponsorship, like, how did it happen? And so got second in the contest, and Rick was there, and Matt was there, and Matt had you know a crew of his team that he was coaching, and just after I got second, you know, they came up to me and said, hey, you know, like we work for Blasson, and Matt was like, hey, you know, like I want to maybe make you a board. And I was freaking out. Yeah. You know? Just like, you yeah. You were 10. Yeah, I was psyching. Yeah. You know, like, this guy wants to make me a surfboard? Like, and I remember I saw his boards in high-tech, Kim Ball store, and hearing, like, oh, this is the guy that makes the really good high-performance boards, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now that I think about it, there was a moment where, because I had my custom from Mark Anderson, who was the West Side shaper, and he actually hit up my mom after that contest too, and and you know was like, hey, whoa, could have this. Yeah, guy. two shapers fighting for. And so I had to make kind of a decision, you know. Yeah. And I remember Matt drove out from Hokipa, picked me up, took me over to Hokipa, got me on a board, and surfing with him just that experience and that day and the knowledge and 
you know, it, it, I just knew like this is this, this is the guy. way to go. Yeah, the boards were a little a little lighter, a little more high performance, like the rails and everything, you know. And it just, I just, yeah, just yeah. went from there. Was, was I always like to get the perspective of like parents <laughs> uh, when you know when you got like a a kid that's now you know because shelling out money for boards yeah. and, and clothes, you know, every parent knows the expense. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait. You're gonna get free clothes and a yeah. free board and you cha-ching. Know. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. less cha-ching. Parents, parents well, were psyched. Yeah, <laughs> psyched, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. Tell us about Lassen because I remember Lassen was like kind of a funky brand, right? It. I mean, when you're ten and yeah, you're getting clothes, you're, getting you're just clothes. like, this is the sickest thing ever, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I remember you had this weird, like, cartoony dude on a lot of the yeah. shirts, and I didn't know what to. It do was about a lot that. of like. Uh, not cartoon, but like art. You know what it is? Kind of like Reetveld. Yes. That's it's what like I was going to say. Like similar. Reetveld and Weiland. Like, yeah, yes. Like real, real like, you know. Just real art. Scenery. scenery. Yeah. A lot of scenery stuff. Totally. So, and, and you're 10 and probably what that was. I mean, surf brands were Quicksilver. Yes. You know, um, Billabong. Yep. So, so to go, oh, wait. I'm gonna ride for Lassen, which I'm not. I'm not talking down on it, but no. you know what I mean. Like, totally, it's an opportunity. Hawaii brand, you know, like yeah, essentially a Hawaii brand. So what? Yeah. Do you remember your first box and putting your first sticker on your board? Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude. Yeah, totally. Yako freaking came over and hooked up some clothes and stickers. You got to put these on your board, you know. And <laughs> been doing it ever since. And I still suck at doing it. I get air bubbles everywhere. I don't do it anymore. But you know, I never got good at putting stickers on. I, I was always the guy with air bubbles. What, so. Was there like we're gonna pay for the contest entries and stuff, or anything like that, or just? So I think so. I think they did pay entries. Um, but when we and, and Yako took me over to my friend, he's all, "Hey, we got to get you to Oahu to get you in Hasas and in SSAs yeah. to start, you know." seeing if you can qualify for states and then nationals yeah. and um like my, we still had to pay for the plane tickets and everything but yeah i believe they did cover That's cool. the entry fees and all that because so, you know it's i mean growing up here it's like you know hey what parent or what older brother or whoever's going to drive you yeah you know yeah. up and down the coast over there you gotta you gotta hop on a freaking plane, plane yeah. yeah and then go and then you still have to get a yeah, island car. hop bro yeah yep. island hop. fully yeah <laughs> and back then dude like now inner island tickets you know they're like upwards of 200 bucks back then they had coupons yeah you could buy a I book, buy a book. i did <laughs> yeah. Yeah. awesome yeah yeah so did you call your dad when you got your sponsors yeah yeah we we always talked about yeah. that stuff you how, know? how proud and stoked were you though I, I was pumped, dude. Yeah. I mean, I was I was psyched, but I was I, I've always been kind of whatever I got into. I was like, let's okay, let's go compete. Like, let's go see how far we can take this. You yeah. know, so I was really excited to start doing the the bigger competitions on Oahu and whatnot. And who who was the guys like? You yeah. were like other okay. islanders, you know, like Hawaii, obviously Big Island, and Oahu being the the main islands but daniel jones joel Santeo, sean moody Dang. yeah evan valier danny fuller jamie o'brien yeah that was he was a nightmare in heats i love him but <laughs> yeah. holy crap man he, he's he's a tough one in heats uh um, he was a dick i mean we were all dicks <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you know? were yeah. yeah you had to be you yeah know? Oh, to be. makua Makua, yeah. that was a fun one. Triangled him, first event I ever did over there yeah. at Waikiki. He wanted to fight me when we came in. I was yeah. like 10, I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. You know, it was pretty funny. Um, Makua, who Did else? you do it on purpose? 
No, I mean, I think he... He, he was aggressive. Well, and... I look like this, <laughs> right? And I'm growing up in Hawaii. And back then I had even more red yeah, hair. Yeah, like, ginger. Full-blown, dude, yeah. right? So first competitions at Queens in, in Waikiki. And, like, I know the rules. Like, I think this was, like, my third comp ever. And we're out at Queens, and it's a right. Yeah. And I know that I have position, and he's kind of looking at me paddling, and I got the inside, and he's kind of giving me the moke stare, you know, and, like, kind of like paddling yeah, aggressively. Don't go, bro. I'm like, don't go. I'm like, you're going to burn me. Like, that's fine if you want to get disqualified, you know. So he burns me, and yeah. I go, and I just surf. And he gets triangled and loses the heat. <laughs> He's so all good. bent on the beach because he got in before me. And I remember, like, it's like, what, what? And I'm like, 10. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's pissed. And luckily, uh, one of the other, the older guy who Matt sponsored that was kind of uh, above Eric Diaz in Maui is Kai Henry. Kai Henry was yeah. a big boy. So he rode for Matt and he was there. And he knew Makula and Eddie, obviously, yeah. you know. And I remember he looked over at Makula and said, Hey, Makula, just chill out. Chill. You know? Like, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, God, thank God for Kai, because I was getting all scared <laughs> and everything. And it was funny, you know, like, he, he got all bent at me. And then, you know, mm -hmm. later in the day when, the, you know, the sting goes away if you lose a heat, you know, yeah. you're kind of salty for a while. We ended up hanging out because um, it, it was... Hawaii always these weird popular toys like yo-yos or like the stick thing yeah. Yeah. and I remember I had my like stick thing and he was like oh I want to play with it you know and then we became buddies yeah. and it was all good I mean yeah <laughs> heat of the moment again you want to win but at the same time you're grown and you just want to play and have fun fully <laughs> fully but that was how I met with oh, I, I got, yeah there's guys I remember growing up with competing with and they were like yeah way more mature than some of us yeah. I was a late bloomer and you were just like yeah, somewhat way more serious than steam coming out and like totally. I'd really be right. like, oh man, I don't want to have to hassle this guy. But. Joel was gnarly. <laughs> Joel was so. Oh man, he was so good. He was like, I'd say, on the that that generation, the whole body of work, amateur wise. I think Joel probably had the best results consistently. Yeah, he just yeah. was always got the good waves, and when he got them, he did not blow it, you know? Yeah. Like, he was dropping a six or above. He kind of reminds me of Micah Bird. Look. For good. sure. Right? Like, yeah. Like, not style, but, like, physique and, like, results. Yep. Yeah. And, you know. Yep. You, you would you never guarantee to drop, guys. never fall, never yeah. really make mistakes, yeah. super fluid. Yeah. I yeah. know what you mean. Joel, did Micah, they, yeah. This yeah. Rip. Fully. Same kind of mold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so those were kind of that was kind of the the crew. And oh, then, Flynn Novak. That's oh, gotta yeah. mention him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was gnarly. So you you competed and then you ended up coming over to Cap Cali and doing all the nationals and stuff. And yep. So we would do Hasa and then we would do NSSA and uh, you know if you did well enough, which I was fortunate enough that I, I did good every year and yeah. always made it and um you know we had nationals and u.s champs here yep. and back then nssa had the lowers uh permit so that was the big one and the u.s was in oceanside at yeah. north jetty and so you do both of those back to back and yeah that was the whole trip and i never nationals was kind of my achilles i only made the final one time in the in the open um always made the repo of the semi or the semi or something never cracked the nut of the final but did well in oceanside every time for some reason yeah like got a second got a third some, you know back in the day but yeah, yeah for whatever reason dude i think i would just spaz out in my head because lowers is such an 
easy, perfect, like skateboard wave. Yeah. And then I just over psych and just do something dumb and fall or yeah. get triangle. It's, or, yeah. It's easy to get too excited. Yeah. Way too excited. It's a, yeah. Over froth. Over, <laughs> over Definitely. I miss those events. Sir. I know, dude. Me too. <laughs> So, Four guys out, or knew you probably six back then. You know? Yeah, it was six, six three yeah, to the beach. Six, yeah, six was a lot. Top three scores. That was that was you know looking back, that's like pretty gnarly, and yeah. it was fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you, your whole thing fifteen was, up until the final, and it was a twenty against six yes. people. Yeah. Totally. That's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Totally. Fifteen totally. minutes. Yeah. Final was what. 20. 20. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. How the hell do you get? Beach starts at. Uh, what, how many waves did you have to get? 10. You got 10 max and 15 in the final, I think. Yeah. Max. I know, but how many waves do you get scored on? Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Top three. Top three waves. We always had, we would put little like bumps of wax on the top rail and knock off one. If you got it, you knew you had a good one, you know? And it was oh, kind wow. of a mental reminder. Weird little hear that, Groms? <laughs> Dude, a little good insight right yeah. there. We, you know, we did the uh, we did the Shea Lopez theory too, where we would wax the top of our feet. You know, oh, yeah. so when you when you're paddling out, you rub your for sure. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. get this get the tackiness going. Dude, Shea, I wonder who Shea came and, up with that. And Debod is where my name is. They freaking won everything. Yeah, they, they're gnarly. Yeah, huh? Shea won everything. Always finished a position or two in front of me same with d-ball like they were just contest machines yeah yeah, yeah. like and, and they ripped too but they just calculated never fell finished the wave they're like those guys are like so hard so hard so hard to beat those guys you just had to be on point my yeah. problem was i would always i would kind of go full send a lot on the end or try to do the flary move you know and and if it worked out i would usually do good and, yeah. and sometimes it would just implode and catch a rail and then you're in your head and then you know so did, did you finally you got I'm, i i think quicksilver was your pretty much main sponsor for most of your yes correct year. so when did that happen lassen for two years and then when i was 12 uh donald pahia who was the quick team manager forever for the amateurs in hawaii he's from the west side um he hit me up you know i had known him because i'd been going over there for contests yeah. for a while and he gave me a shot. He said, hey, I want to put you on the team for Maui, and we'll send you a box. We'll send you some stickers, and what do you, what do you think? And I was like, dude, yes. You're like, yes. Yeah. I Hell mean, yes. Dude, because was, that was yeah. Kelly's prime time. You know, yeah. that was when he was, like, just starting his role where he was just the guy. But just that, but the, the supporting system. Like, they got a, t a specific team manager for Hawaii that knows everything. Like, you had a go-to, like, yep. another mentor, but somebody, like, take care of the team, you know, and, and you going over to events and yeah. Yeah. So he was our guy and he <laughs> funny cause he, he lived in uh, Hawaiian homelands in on the West side. And, you know, I didn't know what that was back then, but you know, nowadays like Hawaiian homelands, you gotta be a certain percentage of Hawaiian to qualify to even be able to purchase property in there. Mm, and, and you're on the West side of Oahu. Yeah. So it's like, it's moked out. Yeah. Like, it's super moked out. Yeah. So, in his compound, super nice houses and everything, you know, like, killer setup, like, 10 minutes from Makaha. Yeah. Like, 10 minutes to Miley. Um, but his house, he had, you know, gates around it and all that. Super nice, like I said. Uh, but at, when we would go there, we would stay, and the neighborhood was, there was some gnarly heads out there. And he told all the kids, because, like, it was me, Ola Elegram, Evan Valier, Danny Fuller, that was like the main quick amateurs back yeah. then. And he would tell all of them like, hey, you guys want to go play with the neighborhood kids? You know, go for it. Shane, stay in the gates. 
<laughs> like just you know you're gonna get just hassled. <laughs> Shane, I don't want you going out there. And yeah. I don't want. I don't want to worry about you with the, all those guys. Because you wow. are super red hair, just freckled face, super white. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fully. Fully. You, it's that would have that have been pretty gnarly to. It was. Yeah. It was funny, and that was just that's just that that's why, man. Like, Especially the west it side is, is, is not part like it's not like any part and of the Fuller island or anywhere else. Kind it's, of. I mean, I don't remember. What, I don't know what he looked like. Back then, but he was as white as you are. But I don't know what it is, but I swear to God, Fuller has been that height and that build since we were like thirteen. Like he's been six foot since I met him. Like, he had no problem. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, and he was the guy who like he 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 could get booze because he looked older, and like he 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 was the guy who introduced us to a lot of. Party uh, late night activities. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I, look, I look like I was 12 until I was 18. No, yeah. that's all good, though. But, but we had a rad crew. Yeah, I, bet. Really it's, I mean, crew. all those guys you mentioned that you, you know, you're competing with and hanging out with, I mean, that was the best of the best of, you know, that, that generation. Yeah, they I were, mean, it was great. And to really talk about Quicksilver, like you said, you know, it's Kelly's Slater's prime and you being part of that prime writing for quicksilver that had to have been a, a you know oh, huge man. moment for you and you know like yeah it cause, was because quicksilver took care of the, the team like yeah. they they spent a lot of money like yeah they took care of me where marvin and mickey picked me up <laughs> yeah it was awesome oh. yeah oh yeah, you got to you got to stay with mickey yeah it was killer <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, well, how's they that really one? took care of us. They yeah. took care of the ones that, that knew they were going to be amounting yeah. to something. Yeah, yeah. Pick you up with like the fingerless gloves and stuff. Where you're like, hey, we got to make a couple stops. Fingerless gloves. <laughs> yeah, we got to make a couple stops. Hey, you know, was that with his house at VLAN? The yeah. corner. Oh, dude, we had to stay there a couple times and like super rad location. I don't know if I was more scared between like. The, the rats running through the house mm-hmm. or like these guys hundred <laughs> percent you're like where are they so what, what was that <laughs> when, when was your first picture in the bag oh wow that's a good one i think very first printed was wave action yeah remember wave action yeah yeah um and daniel jones uh mccullough's younger brother yeah. and malia um, their dad, John Jones, was a photographer yeah. as well. And he took... Dennis, the, photographer, like, yeah, all, jack of all trades. Fully. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his... Shaper now. His yeah. name yeah. on That's right. photos yeah. is Dr. James or... Dr. Jones. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, he's a dentist. So this yeah. was just like passion, hobby thing. Yeah. Um, and they were like, I can't say enough good things. Oh, did the they Joneses. open up their house to yeah. everybody? Yeah. yeah. They were like... That There's ended a spot up on the floor, comes day. Totally. Yeah. And and even back when it was like as big as this room. Yeah. Like it was just like full sardine can in there, you yeah. know? And it was rad because that's where you met like the Rizals, the Batets, like all the guys from around the world that came through the North Shore would end up at the Jones compound and, you know, being a kid and like yeah. getting to meet all those guys yeah. was amazing. And Kalani, yeah. you know, was dating Malia when we first started hanging out with Daniel. So, you know, he was like legit favorite surfer for oh. me and my brother and like you know like the prodigy. To talk to him. the right. prodigy yeah the Clonny golden Rob. child clonny rob the yeah. golden child. malia oh yeah yeah I don't, I don't remember that yeah yeah 
So Malia was a supermodel back then, like yeah. a legit supermodel. Yeah. And he, oh, uh, I remember that. Dude. Oh, you do? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember the other part. <laughs> Hard to forget that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you'd go over there and it was just this, like, it was like living in a surf movie. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then when you're, when you're growing up where that's all you do is eat, breathe, sleep, surf, like it was, the, those were the best times ever. And me and Daniel are still close to this day. Like he that's was cool. groomsman in my wedding. So, so wave action. Yep. First photo, what, what were you doing? Uh, attempting to get a backside barrel and totally not in the barrel. Like just grabbing rail, like I'm dropping it on 10 it foot air cool pipe though. and it's like Aukai, two foot, not even barreling. It's kind but of like what cool. Lyndon says, do you see that barrel? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wait, the one behind you? <laughs> way back there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I ran it, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's not about me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So that was that was my first shot. Yeah, it was nice. a little. You know, they wave action always had like they had they would have just photo features of just like collages. You know. Yeah. And it was like John would get a lot of shots in there, and Kepler. Kepler was yeah. the man. Yeah. Did um, did, did you guys have a like a surf shop that you guys like kind of hung at? So Locomotion yeah. was the OG, the first one. Okay. And then when it started riding for Quicksilver, they started doing the Board Riders Clubs. And Board Riders set up on Front Street in Maui. And that was right down the street from our house. Cool. So Pumana is at the end of Front Street and the Board Riders was like a bike ride down the street. Yeah. So we would go into Board Riders and hang out a lot because it was right there. Grab wax, hang out, check the chicks, see yeah, what's cool. Like, totally. Yeah, totally. hang out. Some of the managers were a little older than me, but they could drive and they would take us surfing. Yeah. Like, we didn't have cars and, and back then like... Hitchhiking was totally cool. It yeah, was, still kind of is on Maui. back of the truck, yeah. no seatbelt, nothing. Yeah, fully. Throw, yeah, you're looking for the truck because those guys will pick you up. <laughs> Not too many people will pick you up without a truck. Um, the, the, the convertible Camaro and the, and, 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 the, and the Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, you guys keep going. Um, but uh, but yeah, we would hang board riders. The funny thing about that, the little twist on that was, I didn't ride for board riders. I rode for Quick, but I rode for High Tech because of Kinoshita and then Kim. You know, yeah. so. That was my sponsor, but they were 30 minutes away, mm -hmm. so we didn't really hang there unless yeah. we were on, on that side. But I hung at board Dude, I mean, we, we had the same, we had 20 surf shops down in Huntington, you yeah. know, but you know, you were sponsored by one, but you, all the boy, you know, you went yeah. and hung out, like, and yep. visited them all, all the time. Yeah. So it's just that culture, and you know, again, when you're in school and you're in sixth, eighth grade, that's your zone. Yeah. But yeah. then you you hang out at the shops and all of a sudden you got the 16 year olds that drive, you got the eight, you know, 21 year olds that buy beer, and then all of a sudden that that mix becomes Isn't it sad that you don't see that happening anymore? Like you don't have a place for for these groms to ch watch videos. Yes. Or yeah. look at magazines. You yeah. Because that was, you know, working at HSS, we had so many yeah. Dude, little rugrats that we pretty much babysitted for free. All that, the hot chicks worked there. Yep. There's always killer surf movies playing. Yeah. Find out about a party yeah. or something. Yeah. The old yeah, guys yeah. might take you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd say, you know, the shops are arguably the heartbeat of our culture because yeah. that's where we all start. Like, yeah. it's where you get your surf. I got my first surf video at Local Motion and it was Momentum 2. Yeah. And I were watching Momentum 2 and it was just like, yeah. I want to do that. Uh, what? I want to be that guy. Hard in that, didn't he? I want to do that. I want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the one we had that that uh, Jay had a lot that we watched a lot was Cheap Thrills. 
Cheap Thrills. Yeah, yeah. you had a good part in that. And I remember seeing it. I was like, who's that? That was a movie, right? Cheap Thrills, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. that was uh, that was funny. Like, so I was at Quicksilver most of, most well, pretty much my entire amateur career, except for a couple sponsors at like ten to twelve. But yeah, um, you know they they took care of us and they were. I mean, I was fortunate to live right here by the headquarters, but they were just awesome 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 you know from taking us to the events to doing training workouts at 54th to connecting us with you know hey you're gonna go here you stay you know yeah we're gonna hook you up i went to australia for our surf surf team we didn't uh compete traveled and i went over there and i got to do a tour of the quicksilver offices they gave me a box of clothes when i showed up and i was like oh this is like quicksilver australia stuff you yeah know? It was totally it's a little different different, different. Yeah. but uh but just great group of dudes. Dude, the yeah, whole you know. network, they really, yeah. I feel like they kind of partially invented, you know, how, how the whole process and molded. we had Bob McKnight and the whole, like, you know, taking care of the generations and making sure that you had the shop kid, then you had the local hero kid, and then yeah. you had the semi-pro guy that was probably the best in the state or the West Coast or Hawaii or whatever, and then you had the, the marquee guys. They made sure they hit every one of those elements. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Super smart. And, it, and, it, and we've kind of lost that of recent because of the way marketing and, and the way, yeah. you know, just budgets it's, have been and stuff. And yeah, no social events. media. Social media. It's just allowed you to be your own brand. So, you know, there's yeah. there's a cool side to that. And then there's, you yeah. know, that whole... The peachy folders. Quicksort had these, like, peachy folders. <laughs> yeah. Like, talking about school days. And everybody had the, you know, the... The academic one that had all the, you yep. know, football and, ba- you know, that. Peachy. Yeah. Peachy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then quick you know, had these Quicksilver ones. And they were like, you know, just that simple stuff. People would be like, oh, you got the Quicksilver, like, Peachy yep. folder. I'm like. That was the difference. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you but don't. The, but, but, you know, just the, the things that. The show's not about James. <laughs> no. We're talking about Quicksilver. No, like, so I was telling Cheap Thrills was one of our main ones we watched, yeah. dude. Because he was in it. He had a good section. Brayden had a nut section. That yeah. was, I think, when Briley was still on the squad, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a legend. Quicksilver put team. out a lot of freaking good videos. They did. Yeah. Man, one ten two forty. That was sick. Two forty was yeah. rad. Um, yeah, of course, black and white. Oh. Yeah, uh, wow. cheap and deep was freaking sick. Cheap, cheap and deep, deep was sick. Sons of Fortune was, was freaking sick. That was my yeah. first like real Sons segment. of Fortune. No, cheap, cheap and, deep. and deep. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it was. Cheap maybe it was. Deep. Yeah, it wasn't cheap thrills. It wasn't cheap. Cheap, thrills. And, cheap and, deep. and deep. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. My no, mistake. it's all good. Yeah, we had that one. That was the one. Cheap and deep, and that was Bredo and Briley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, dude. So, okay, now we're talking about videos. What was your, do you remember your first video? Oh, man. Appearance? It might have been one of the quick ones, Circle One, that they did, uh, kind of when Fred was, was kind of like their marquee guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did like a trip down to West Oz, and I have a little segment. What was your first trip? Oh, Cabo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Outside of... Hawaii and California, Cabo yes. was your first trip. Cabo with Reef. Wow. And cool. that was my first real photo in like one of the main mags too. Mm-hmm. And it was in surfing, it was at shipwrecks, and it was a frontsider. And it was wow. like a grab. And it, I remember it was it was it was a 
good shot and this was almost a bigger deal in double page spread i ended up on the bag at asr wow yeah and it was that photo and i was like that was were you riding for quick too still or i was riding for quick okay yes yeah and then you started riding for reef uh reef was the shoe sponsor okay so quick and then reef this was way before reef apparel or any of that yeah right? yeah, yeah so they weren't even doing like closed toe it was like slippers and yeah you remember the like convertible one that's like yeah the yeah birkenstock kind yeah. of deal or like <laughs> it straps yeah. You know, um, so yeah, so they took a whole squad of us after nationals down to Cabo and I was freaking out, like got a South Swell, Shipwrecks was on fire. Um, that's you where- You got lucky because- I know. Cabo's pretty finicky. Totally. And yeah. we got, we even got nine palms and I know that's kind of a mushy wave nowadays. When but it when gets you, good though. Dude, we were, yeah. you know, Heavy. 15 years old. So just a pellet and like, it was the longest wave I ever surfed. Yeah. And it was like, I was freaking out, dude. I was just so psyched. It was me, Freddie P, Dylan Slater, Eric Taylor, Jeff Brack. I don't know if you yeah, guys remember Jeff Brack. Brack was so gnarly. Um, and Daniel Jones and, and Joel Centale. So it was like this whole squad and we, we absolutely scored. Yeah. Like waves every day, Mexican food. Um, Jeremy Sockle was the team manager back then. <laughs> and I remember the last night we went out to downtown Cabo and like he bought us all like drinks and everything. And uh, yeah, it was, it was one of those. It was fun. Squid Row. Squid Row. Giggling Marlin. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up having a lot of good times at Squid Row later in, yeah. the, in the life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cabo can be a freaking fun place because you got killer point breaks but you have to have swell yeah and yeah like you said amazing food and nightlife so. it was epic dude but yeah we scored east cape yeah. all time that was your first abroad trip first abroad Crazy. trip so how long did you uh, what was your best or your most proud like amateur achievement oh man yeah that would definitely be the uh win in the open men's mm. regionals in 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 SSA. Where was that held? Turtle Bay. So I, I would, East or West? Uh what the proper Turtle Bay. The worst one. The not worst discos. Wave. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But it's funny, I what? had a I had a good Turtle relationship with that wave. By by yeah, at the pool the pool side, the west side. Yeah. Which is I mean, it can be fun, Dude, but it's really challenging to really I've gotten three tens out there. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, it's I had, really challenging for cooks like me. But this guy is easy. I had a really weird relationship with that wave. Like yeah. I, like everyone hated it, yeah. and for whatever reason, I could figure it out. And I would, and I would find these barrels. Like if you read it right, there's yeah. certain ones that kind of whitewater, yeah. and then double up real close and hug the cliff. And if you can get those ones, like yeah. you can get fully kegged, and then you can come out and do. Like, would you line up with the blowhole? Kind of right by the blowhole, <laughs> like close to the blowhole, you know, <laughs> the porpoise hole. Yeah. So that was open U.S. Uh, that was NSSA. It's the states, but they call them regionals, you know, and it was open men and it was my first year in open men. And that was a big deal because in the final, it was me, Freddie P, Roy Powers, Centeo, Fuller and Barca. Mm. Yeah, stacked, stacked, stacked I heat. Stacked. I just saw an event there like last spring. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. It's... Um. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was like East. Uh, not not twenty twenty. It might have been 
19. 19 because of obviously COVID. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was tripping. I'm like, you guys, are, it was a one day event and it was like a regional, like yep. something. So, so they, I Doug Silva coaching some guys and yeah, it was funny. They was, had regionals there for probably the last like four years of my amateur career. Yeah. And it was awesome. One time it lined up when the Hawaiian Tropic competition was going oh, yeah. on or like bikini thing. <laughs> So we're like picking up jerseys and stuff yeah. and there's just these Hawaiian tropic chicks doing like photo shoots all around and in the pool and like we were all like 15, 16 at the time just losing it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was I awesome. surfed a bud tour PSA on the east side. Yeah. Outside the cove, whatever. You said disco. Discos. Yeah, discos. Dude, yeah. you surfed that event. Yeah. Was it, it was good, right? It was good. That it was weird. Sick. It was so crazy. Is that on the... Other side? The right side. So if you're coming okay. in the east side, the right side. The waves get good over there? No. It's rare. <laughs> Same thing. It's got to be more. It's a funky it's, direction, but it, it, it's manageable. And it was a mobile event on yep. the North Shore. Uh, I was Grom. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like making heats and heats. And he gets seated with, you know, the guys. And, you know, second round main event is like, you know, the, the top of the guys. I get yeah. seated with. Or I come into a heat with... Me and whoever I made it with, and then Sunny. The show is not somebody, about. But, but, but no. Trade so, war stories. So <laughs> I'm a Grom in Hawaii, and I'm at this spot. I didn't even know bro because bro, it was mobile. And I get into a, you know, heat with Sunny. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the most intimidating guy. Holy. You could ever imagine. And I already knew him. Did you bust out your toy, though? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I just sat next to him. Just let me know which one you're not going to go on, and I'm going to go. Dude, you know, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yes. Let, let me know which one you're not, because he would sit all by himself. All three of us would be yeah. like, yeah, ten yards in. Oh, you wouldn't even. No one would paddle by someone. No, that was no. It was intense. Yeah, he got whatever way he wanted. Yeah, I got a good one for XL Pro. <laughs> so QS. This was after amateurs. Um, four man heats now, and made a couple rounds, and it was me, Sunny, Kaipo, Derek Ho. I just sat Kaipo inside Lachius? bowl and watched those guys surf. Yeah. Like, Kaipo? I wasn't getting a fucking wave. Yeah. Yeah. Kaipo Akias. Kaipo Akias. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you have three and, and Hawaiian. This. Hawaiian. Yeah. And this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to sit on the inside dude, and uh, hopefully I, you guys will fall. Yeah. I was just <laughs> laughing, dude. I'm like, I didn't even paddle up to, you know, main peak with him. Like, I literally just sat on the inside bowl. I was like, what, what am I going to do? Yeah, like, oh for real. Like, I'm not going to paddle and battle Sunny. No. I'm not going to do that to Kaipo. Yeah. No. And that's Derek Ho. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah, you're just. I'll take a zero. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the other heats, you're looking at it, you're like, you mofos, man. Like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. But you didn't have a choice, you know? It's just no. the way the so system worked. That final with the stacked heat. Yep. You get, did you get tens in that one? I did not get a ten in the final. I do remember that, but I had I just kind of was on a roll, you know. You know, and you just like the good, the, and that was one of those waves where like someone would get the good ones, and if you got the good ones, you had a really good shot of winning because yeah. it's just all over the place. And what worked out to my advantage on that one was all those guys really pushed each other way deep, and mm. I didn't play that game with them. I stayed a little wider. And that, I think that made the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, I mean, when I came in, I thought I did pretty good. Like yeah. I felt good. Yeah. And Matt, my coach, Kenishita was there and he's like, Hey, you know, I think you have a shot. And I'm like, well, right on. And yeah. yeah it's just crazy. Hawaii. So was he pretty much your coach throughout your amateur career? Yes. 
Yes. Right. And and like all my competitive skills, pretty much fundamentals of surfing, you know, power surfing, whatever you want to call it, all all Matt kind of shit. Yeah. But what, did he videotape you a lot too? And... He started shooting photos later, um, and he did pretty good with that. But we didn't we didn't. It wasn't as much of a thing back then yeah. to have your own filmer guy. You yeah. know, like most of the video was mom. When when it when we did yeah. get video, you know, and then later in the career, you know, working with Quicksilver, those filmer guys would come. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, if like I wish we had filmers for the whole time we were growing up, like the kids do on Maui now, because I mean, like all the clips you see of Honolulu Bay and all that, so I mean, good. dude, I could tell you stories. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot oh, of that. Oh, oh, the North Shore is fifteen foot, and there's not really anywhere to surf except you know a couple spots. We yeah, hop on a plane and yep. go, go surf the bay. And wow. that's the one day that everyone comes over. Yeah, yeah. and everyone comes over, and yeah. everyone gets eggy because everyone's there. And yeah. I'm never coming back here. But there's all these other days yeah. that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. yeah. And it's like less than half that. For sure. And probably better. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, but oh. it's such a good way. To... Oh, my God, dude. Hold so on. when did you turn pro? Like how, how, I mean, how old were you? I guess technically. Oh, I started getting paid at 15. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, a bunch, but I started yeah. getting monthly checks. And uh, yeah. As an amateur. As an amateur, I guess. And that was kind of across the board. Though, yeah. Dude. Like yeah, you could, did. at that time, you could take money as an amateur and still compete as long as you're in school for the, you know, the contest. Correct. When I, you couldn't even take you the money. You didn't get paid, right? And when you were amateur. Were you? No. You couldn't get paid, but you had travel budgets and, and um, incentives and stuff, but it was used for, for travel, travel and yeah. expenses. And then. You were getting a salary. Some yeah. dough. Yeah. 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 Not a lot, but you know, we were getting paid. It was awesome. Do you remember like, how much? Yeah, I think it was like three hundred bucks a month from shoe and then like five hundred bucks a month from quick or something. It wasn't a ton, but yeah. for high school, dude, I was psyched. Dude, at fifteen yeah. years yeah, old. Yeah, man. Like I bought an explorer and lifted it. Like I was all psyched. <laughs> yeah. <and that>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do with your money? Oh. I'm gonna buy the sick race <laughs> dude, car. Yeah. I'm gonna have a kegger. Dude, what? I put a sub in the back, like f- dude, I was fully mocha. Subwoofer? Yeah, full subwoofer, like got the sounds going. Like, dude, I was full white moat guy, dude. Like That's... or wanting to be. And yeah. the funniest thing is I lifted the, the explorer and it wasn't even four-wheel drive it was just all show no go just just big two by like it was hilarious dude um but but yeah that was the vibe that was yeah you you had status if you had a raised suv or truck or something 100 percent what what were you listening to back then i listened to like rap and stuff i was into tupac i was into you know biggie dmx i was all hyped on dmx for a while but then I was also what punk, yeah. <laughs> what y'all really want? <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, but uh, I, I like punk too, so I kind of flopped from there to punk. Yeah. No effects, Pennywise, Offspring, you know. Because that's in know. all the movies, you know. That's all the surf. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and that was the time when, like, you know, Napster. So you could download music. That was a big Illegal. deal. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. And then you burn CDs, right? Yeah. And so we had all these burn surf mixes. Oh, I go to Bali and, and I would have like, I'd buy 50 CDs of every album. And yeah. Half five of them, bucks. Half of them wouldn't work, you yeah. know? And then half of them would work and you download it. I'm like, <laughs> I still have, like, I mean, half my music yeah. is from... It is. Pirated music. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about it. Sorry, guys. (laughs) So when did you turn pro? 
Uh, I mean, I guess I'd be 18. Okay. You know, and, and it was interesting because. How, how did you turn pro? Like, uh, finish high school? Finish high school, and, yeah. and then it was like, hey, what. Tackle what, the QS? Yeah, well, that's what I thought was going to happen, yeah. right? And at quick at the time, uh, coming up during amateurs, it was Todd Miller, yep. I think. Yeah. And Miller was rad, and he was hyping me up to go do the QS, and I was into it. Like, I was a competitor. That was my thing, you know? Um, and then by the time 18 rolled around, that was right when they switched from Miller to Kleine. Mm. And Klein's awesome and everything, but he kind of had a different idea, or maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was Boothy. I'm not even sure. Yeah. But they basically said, hey, we, we're not going to put you on the QS. We kind of want to just, like, send you on crossing trips and have you be a free surfer and whatnot. And that was... a Kind of interesting. Who, who, who at that time? Who was their QS guys then? Fred and Fred and Timmy Curran and he's a Timmy older. Curran. Yeah. Even I think Reyes might have still been on the program. Reyes, back then. yeah. Timmy, um, yeah. He was I quick for he a was while. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. So they had they had a solid crew of guys, you know. Yeah. Oh, and then the Aussies, Luke Monroe and um, mm. Ono. Masatoshi. Oh, yeah. 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 So they had like a pretty strong crew. Um, and, you know, they told me they wanted me to do the free surf thing. And I was kind of like ho and hum about it. Like, yeah. man, I really want to do the QS. Uh, and then I was like getting pressure from my grandparents to go to college, mm. you know. And so I moved out here with the intention of going to commute. And this is going to get really funny in a second with the intention of going to community college, Miracosta, down in San Diego. Yeah. And I moved out here and lived at my dad's house. And my best friend actually came along too, and he lived at my dad's house with me. And we went to community college. We went for the first day of class. I went to a business law class, and I was sitting in the classroom thinking, this is just like high school. This sucks. Yeah. I'm not into it, you know, but I kind of got to do it. And back then, that was cell phones already, you know, I had the Nokia and got a call in the middle of class, walked out, took it. It was Kleine saying he wanted to send me on a trip to Natividad. Yeah. And that was with you. Yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> you went? Yeah. You went on a yeah. trip with this guy? Yeah. I've, I've been there quite a few times, so there's a few blurs. You were still writing for them? I don't know. Must have been Ezekiel. I don't, know. Ezekiel. I don't even know. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. You were Ezekiel then. Yeah. Yeah. Troyer was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Troyer. Yeah. It was yeah, a lot of sketchy what? plane rides there. Yeah. yeah, it was me, you, and Chase Stang. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of scored. I mean, you've been it there was, a bunch. Yeah, right? it wasn't pumping, but it was clean. It yeah. was good. Yeah, not too strong winds. Wow. No, yeah, that's funny. So that yeah, worlds collided. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I talk crossed, about that place all the time, and I'm like, crossed. you know, it's a very <laughs> specific spot, but it's just. I mean, it could be the super bank or it just could be wedges or it could be, you know, it's just phenomenal. It is rad. It's rad. Rad. We yeah. went and ate but like, you're, the yeah, lobster you're, house. you're camping on the beach yeah. in a shack and yeah, you go into town to eat lobster. At, at like at like a house. like a person's house. <laughs> yeah. It's like like we are right now, like at a family dinner table. It's That's the super restaurant. Cool. But, but yeah. if you've ever been on a six-seater plane right they're mm -hmm. like tiny it's like a volkswagen bug with wings yeah like it's hollow plastic that we're stuffing it with like you can only bring two boards and like your wetsuits and like whatever you can put in a backpack that's sitting where, at your where feet do you, where do you take off from uh usually oceanside or san diego yeah we did san all diego the way down like to but, but yeah but your boards go in the tail of the plane and then their seats and 
the pilot's got to go check and move stuff around because of the gears, the flaps. There's it's cable. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. You gotta like, make sure that it doesn't so, touch the cables. Yeah. yeah. So he's 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 like, all right, we gotta move stuff, and then he he's weighing stuff. He's like, okay, we gotta dump some weight. Yeah. Like this, we're too heavy, <laughs> and then. No joke, you fill it up and you're stripping. Okay, we got. We don't need that. What's in there? And it's usually the camera gear. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's sketchy. Fun. Yeah, fully. And then, you're, and then you're coming in at like, because the way the island sits, you would normally put the runway where the trades go, but the only flat spot is it's side wind. So you're coming in. Oh, dude. You're coming in like this. With one tip. Yeah. And, you, and he's got to slam it and then you're doing Dude. this. It's wow. the freaking craziest like experience. And it's not asphalt. It's no. just dirt. dirt. It, yeah. Like you're just landing on dirt. It's a plane. It, it, it's all funny we never died. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. Totally. So that was your first trip after. Yeah. Like, you're, in, you're in college. You turned pro. Yeah. Got the call. Left. Told my buddy. I'm all, hey, I'm not going to go back. Like, I'm going to go on this trip and... Not go to school. Yeah, I'm going to just go this route. I'm going to do the free surf thing for quick. Um, And then that was... uh, That lasted for two, three years. And in that little time period was when I got uh, the opportunity to to play Jim Muir in Lords of Dogtown in the movie. This is where the acting career comes into play. Hold on. What? Yeah. You played Jim Muir? Red Dog. Yeah, Red Dog, right yeah. here. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Red Dog Muir. Yeah. I gotta watch the movie again. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have like a ton of lines or anything. Grom, Fro, Big Fro. Oh, huge Fro. Huge Fro. Huge Fro. Yeah. <laughs> which, which Dogtown? Lords of Dogtown? Yeah, the, the like cinematic movie. Yeah. Not the documentary, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, give it a I watch. I love dude. that movie. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Did you like that movie? Yeah, dude. I thought that movie was fucking Nuge. insane. I, dude, Nuge was. That's who I stayed with a bunch. He was rad, man. That was when he was doing the like Hell Rose thing. Yeah. So I stayed yeah. in their little like dirty apartment with so him a bunch. It was fun. Okay, backtrack. How who how that that happened? Like so that that kind of happened through not through but uh, he approached my dad at ASR one year. And I wasn't there this year, and he was like, "Hey, I heard your son, yeah." And I heard your son skates, and he's like, "Yeah," and he surfs, and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Will you have him come out and like try to, you know, audition for my little small part in this movie?" Um, And yeah, he called me up. He's like, "Come out and do it." And at the time, I was just traveling from. By this time, I had moved back to Maui, and I was just living on Maui, traveling from Maui for quick. And so I flew out, we went up to Sony Studios, and I had to do this whole audition where you read lines and, you know, and it ended up being with the director and the stunt coordinator. And the reason they wanted guys like me is our kind of supporting Z-Boy role, you know, was secondary to obviously Tony Alva, Stacey Peralta, and Jay, Um, but they wanted to have someone who could read lines if they needed to, but also do all the stunts and yeah. skate. Because if they had to hire an actor to do all those and then hire a stunt Just guy, to... it, it yeah. blows the budget up. So yeah. we kind of got hired. So I had to do a, a, a reading audition with the director, and then I had to go do a skating audition with the stunt coordinator at Skate Lab in Simi Valley. Did he know, Todd? Did he know skate? Uh, Was it Todd? It wasn't Todd. Skate Lab? No. Skate Lab? 
No. Oh, he, well, I, I might have met him. Was that the owner? Yeah. I, I think we met him. Okay. But he has really good old skateboard Sick. collection yeah. there. Um, it's too bad it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. is Skate Lab gone? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. A, a while ago. That's A couple sucks. years ago now, right? Oh, bummer, dude. Yeah. Um, no, the stunt coordinator was this guy, Tom Harper. Okay. And he's like an absolute legend in, in that community. Like, he does all the Marvel movies and all that stuff. And now his sons, Riley and Reed, have kind of taken the mantle up. And that's who I was working with in Atlanta. And those guys are epic. Can't say enough good things about them. Um, so got hired and, and left, you know, thinking, I don't know what's going to happen. And what got, a trip. Yeah, I got the call up, like, a couple days later. Like, hey, you got the, you got the part. Like, yeah, you're going to be in a movie. And I was freaking out. Yeah. And, and you didn't even freaking like... Freaking out. You're like, I'm a pro surfer. <laughs> like, that's fucking awesome. And then, bam, you, you're a fucking actor. It, it just, yeah, it kind of happened overnight. And I knew it wasn't like a heavy, like, you're going to be needing to read, you know, all these lines yeah. and memorize it. It was going to be like one here and there. It was more like, hey, we need you skating you know, in the background or, you know, you need to hit your mark, skate from here to here, bomb the hill or whatever. Yeah. Did you know um, what kind of money you were going to make in? No idea. No idea. Didn't care. Didn't even care. You're just yeah. like, this yeah. is just a huge opportunity. Yeah. They like, you know, most people have like agents and yeah. stuff. And like, I remember my first day on, like you have to sign your contract before you work and they give me this like stack this big. I'm like, just where do I sign? Just signing papers. Did you, I'm not did even you get a sad, sad card from that? That's what got me my sad card. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So that's that's how I was able to you know continue pursuing work in that industry later on. Yeah. I kind of left after the movie to just go straight back into pro surfing. Did yeah. you know that that movie was going to be pretty like impactful on? Because I mean that's that movie. We always talk about like movies that kind of uh, make a cultural um, shift or phenomenon. Yeah. That movie put, in my mind, Vans back on the feet of... I, I agree. You know? The funny sure. thing is, it, they, it's a, it they didn't back the it. Trend again. But it. But also, because Dogtown was more authentic and core and not so mainstream or whatever, but yeah. it gave, like you that said, it changed budget. the culture and yeah. everything, and yeah. that just really... Like yeah. highlighted yeah. that that whole transition of yeah. I feel like the industry. It, it led into a little yeah. bit of the hipster kind of deal, you know, with for like sure. going back to the old low top vans and kind of getting more into the styly skating yeah. from the seventies and yeah. all that and the bowls and whatnot. Yeah, you don't have to do you know big vert or be a super tech guy. You could just totally. kind of be more yeah. of a raw like natural. Totally, like, and it was rad, dude. Jim shaped all our boards. Like he made them, like he like he was the owner of Dogtown yeah. after the brand, you know, and he he was the guy who would kind of like what started hand shaping all these old boards. So all our like training boards and then our, our movie boards, the show boards or whatever, uh, he shaped all of them and they were tiny and we had real Chicago trucks just like back in the day, Cadillac wheels, the whole deal, Dang. and they were fucking sick. Like wow. at first it was kind of like. Dude, these things are really narrow and really responsive. So your dad had to have been tripping. Yeah, we actually. <laughs> what about what, what about you're well, living my life, what, bro? What about Strider? How'd you edge out Strider for this gig? That's a good call. You, you know, right? like he was too probably old. too old. Too he old. Was, he, yeah, he was a little bit past the prime already on that one, dude. <laughs> love no, you, but, strawberry. We, yeah, we love you, Ra Raspberry Berman. Um, he was super stoked, and, and yeah. at the time he was working for Quit doing marketing stuff, and yeah. obviously still. Killing it, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, still getting the, the yeah. shot. Yeah, fully. 
And so he was he was all pumped, and that was, I was stoked on that. Yeah. And they were supportive of me doing it, you know, and because it was like a four month deal. And it's what not year like, was that when that came out? Let's see, I was twenty, so that was like two thousand two, two thousand three, wow. something like that. I gotta watch that. Movie. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was, you, you'll see. I got I got one pretty good line in there. You'll you'll like it. Well, what do you say? But uh, I'm gonna make out with two chicks tonight. That was a good one. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was. That's kind of legendary. And it wasn't. It wasn't written in. They were like, "Hey, say something." I'm like, "All right." You came up with that <laughs> yeah, on your own improv. Was so full improv. Wow. Yeah, I was pumped. I was pumped. Wow. <laughs> Surfer movie star. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna make out with was, two girls tonight. The, it was it was a trip, man. It was surreal. I was really nervous at first, and it took a little while to get comfortable going to set because, like, dude, I'm from Maui, you know. Like, I yeah. watch movies. I don't know how these things are made, and like. Heath, Heath Ledger's in it, you know, yeah, like yeah. Heath Ledger's skipping woman. Like, I was scared to talk to him. Like, I and forget that too. Yeah, yeah, dude, and he was the coolest guy yeah. ever. Like, I was so bombed, RP. That guy was such a freaking cool dude. Yeah, as far as you know, like yeah. his Actor roles and actors and yeah. stuff. But like, and he was crazy. like a normal dude. Like, I yeah. didn't have to go introduce myself. I was like literally scared to talk to him. But then he came up to me one day on set. He's like, hey, Shane, I watched some of your surf videos, like the Osiris video. And like, hey, man, right on him from Perth, you know? And like, That's I was epic. just like, oh my God, you know my name. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> and then we ended up growing out and everything. And like, fun, fun fact for the, the cannabis guy in the room here. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw medical weed. He would get it delivered to set in a briefcase by a doctor. He'd open it up and it'd have all these little labels on it, like blackjack and something else. You know, all the names. That was the first time I ever saw that shit. That's, that's high roller. Yeah. That's high yeah. roller right there. That's business model. Yeah. 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 Hey, this is professional. I'm a professional. I'm, it's coming in a briefcase, so it's legit. Fully. Yeah. And like we wrapped one day and he was like smoking a joint. I didn't really start smoking weed. And sorry if this is a family friendly no, show. No, it's, like, it's all good. You know, it's legal here, recreational. I'm hey, we're sponsored it. by a weed company. Yeah, yeah. there we go. CBD. <laughs> All, all spectrum. Full spectrum. Full spectrum. Who is it? Iconic life. So so I kind of, that was like kind of the beginning of when I kind of started wow. doing that. Uh, just on the side, you know, I was yeah. real serious Dude, about if, competing. If this legendary surfing. actor, like is this professional or whatever, it can't be that bad. Yeah. So everyone's, he's passing one around and this is medical stuff. And I'm like super lightweight and I take a big old rip and like cough for freaking two minutes, you know, and all right guys, see you later. I get in my car and start driving and I'm in LA and I was staying at Jim's house. And I, you know, this is, I don't have nav back then. I have MapQuest. It's like printed out. And I got so high and paranoid. I pulled over in a neighborhood and just laid in the backseat. And like, that's what I would have done. This guy That's for sure. Yeah. I'm look. like, I'm not tripping out. I'm not tripping out. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. That, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I, I, I'm not fine. That is exactly how I went down. And I'm just in the backseat. Where's the shit going to wear off? Like, holy crap. I'm never doing it's that been again. two hours, yeah. man. <laughs> holy crap. But this yes. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call me a doctor. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Life's so awesome, yeah. but if you could slow it down to that kind of perception, you'd be like, a day is a week. You oh, know? Like, I mean, you would... Yeah. It felt like forever. It's, yeah, it's kind of it like cool. Yeah. 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 Time goes too it quick, you know, trip, until man. you... You're on a four-hour tour. 
Four hour, yeah, like four, four hours, hour. six hours, maybe. Yeah, it's right? like Depending you versus your three hour tour. Yeah, are yeah. you four or six? six. <laughs> um, so, so you did that, which is freaking awesome. Did that parlay into other stuff? So it should have, if I was smart, I probably wouldn't have gone back to surfing and just kept doing that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Could have been, you could have been Noah Johnson and been on all these like you know stunt shows and gunmen and like whatever yeah. you know. 100%. Is that what he went on? To Dude, do? that's all. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, and he works with the Harpers all the time. Yeah, like those. It's it's a very um, kind of tight knit community. The the stunt stuff. Yeah. Um, side not sidebar, but the. Um, the other, when you went to Atlanta, where yeah, Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. Jeff Barnett. Yeah, so Jeffy is like a really good friend now. And I didn't meet him till later on after you know body glove and stuff when um, His I started dad. trying to get back into it. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man. He was the From... guy who did Baywatch. The OG. <laughs> he was the stunt coordinator for that. Yeah. So for for Kelly, you know Jimmy Slade. Yeah. Jimmy. So, yeah. Yeah. So now, now Greg, Greg still coordinates. Like I work for Greg sometimes too, and Jeffy does a ton of shows like Euphoria on HBO, oh, wow. things like that. So I, I work with Jeff a lot. Like he's probably the main guy. Are we I too old to get in uh, stuff? You guys, you you can't even like kick out of way without getting hurt. How are you gonna be a stuntman? <laughs> I don't have to kick out. <laughs> Give me the easy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. It's honestly like such fun work. You know, like it's yeah. it's. It's gnarly though. Like it's a whole like. There's it's, no re- like read this and this is how you yeah. show up on set. This is how to read a call sheet. Yeah. Like it's kind of like learn on the job and yeah. you get you know. Well, it's a stunt, right? Like yeah, yeah. and they don't they don't want you to tell do you. this. They're like, hey, uh, it's are always, you available this day? Yeah. And you're like, yes. That's what you have to say. You don't ever say no. You go yes, and you don't ask why. And then you show up, and sometimes they're like. Yeah, so you know you're going off that into that, and you're yeah. like, okay, you know, or we need you, you know, if it's a if it's a big big one, like if you're getting lit on fire, like they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just like, hey, like, can you come work? They yeah. just refer to it as yeah. work. But just what what an experience to see like the behind the scenes of everything that goes into like what they what a day goes into a movie you know like you might be on they might film for four months but like hey we need you for like four days and like you said i got you got to show up these four days yeah and you have one you're one piece of the puzzle oh totally yeah yeah. the amount of stress that yeah you'll you'll shoot you'll rehearse and then you'll shoot your your gag or whatever and you're like wow that i can't wait to see it and then when you see it on tv it's like that and you're like oh okay (laughs) yeah I was there for four days. <laughs> yeah. Four seconds? That's yeah. it? Yeah. Four seconds is like, that's a long one, dude. You're like really killing it. So, <laughs> yeah, what else? Did, I mean, after that, like. Well, let's talk back. Go. Oh, so you. Sorry. So, <laughs> so you backtracked, Lyndon. And you went back to surfing. Went back to surfing. So, wrapped up with Dogtown. I mean, super rad experience. Tons of cool shit happened. And then went back to Maui and straight back to surfing. And by that time, uh, Chad Wells had kind of come into the picture. Wellsy. Wellsy. And I was really stoked on Wellsy, man. He was such a cool guy. And he looked at me and was just like, hey, I want to put you on the QS. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He flipped the script. Flipped the script. Wanted what you wanted. Yes. Sick. And I was like 22, 23. Prime time. Still... 
It was, but I think, you know, after the years of traveling and then doing the movie thing and, you know... Like, didn't have that edge. Didn't it, have it, the it, edge. Competitive... You missed, <laughs> yeah. you missed the window of, of the, the fire. Yes, <sighs> the edge was a little dull, you know? And, and I also had, like seen some pretty cool stuff on free surf trips and yeah. you know you got spoiled before you had to go grind it totally yeah yeah got really good waves did you know mental like, wait i'm gonna fly halfway trips. around the world for a two foot slop slop and i was just on a boat 100 yeah. yeah in the middle of nowhere with and nobody out the same? yeah no oh, fully it's uh, there's no change there yeah. and it's like pretty yeah. grueling i mean you know you did, like, it's, it's grindy yeah. you know you're tra- it depends on who you're traveling with but you might be sleeping in a board bag that night you might be in your car you know five guys in a hotel room in brazil you know it's it's it is what it is but i was excited at the opportunity and and went for it for two years i think the second year cracked the top 100 and then uh, in QS in the QS yeah yeah so never never and came close to making the tour yeah. but you know because it's to... top forty four to make it to the big show yeah WCT. yes you never know. never well you had to be 16. sixteen top sixteen of yeah. the QS gets rotated into the top forty four so thirty two oh, stay yeah. yeah sixteen rotate and the system was pretty I mean honestly stacked to let the guys who qualified remain qualified yeah i mean i got no bones saying about saying that because it's like those guys could come and enter a six-star qs being on the ct and start at the highest seed the highest they're already they're already getting qualified if they just enter they're getting qualifying points where they you know they're only really have to make a heat or two right like it's crazy right and i never agreed with that like that was pretty maddening for uh, you know when you're grinding yeah. it out and you're kind of sitting there like dude why wouldn't you guys just compete and if you fall off you know yeah. you you fall in the back 16 the top 44 the next year you can have the high seat on the qs yeah you know but it was they would if some of those guys who were in danger of falling off they would just start entering six stars yeah you know and they yeah. would just start at the highest round and just to put that in perspective, like if you're starting at the lowest round, you're probably surfing five, six heats to get to where they start. Yeah. 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 So it's, 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 that it's very was, lopsided. So you did that for two yeah. years. Did it for two years. Um, Any and, good results or? Eh, not really. Quarters here and there. I, I think I made quarters at, at US Open one year. Um, yeah, not Better really. Better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those two years were on Quicksilver. On Quick. Okay. On Quick. I can't, yeah, nothing really memorable, dude. Not, yeah. not I, I never had that much success on the QS. Yeah. Like, I would always make a few rounds. But and you got... Kind of blew it. Dur- but during your career, professionally, because Quicksilver put you on these trips and you're more of that, like, travel photo yeah. lifestyle guy, you got a lot of coverage. Got a like lot of coverage. You got a lot of coverage. You got, like, a lot of photos. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the mags. I, that that was kind of my niche. Like, yeah. I ended up being pretty good with the water guys and, and with airs. Yeah. It was always that's doing airs. Say is, and that's you're where... You're more no, known for airs than... Definitely. And, and competitively back then around that same time and even a little earlier than the qs when i was doing the free surf thing the vans air shows were going on Mm. and i did have a lot of success in those um got like a a second in costa rica gorkin beat me man if i gorkin was 
He was the guy. He was guy. Know? Yeah. And we had a guy on Maui, and and I, I gotta mention this guy because this is why a lot of the kids on Maui do airs. Like I, I mean, even the Miolas and the Albies, you know. Yeah. I think those guys were younger when I was growing up and doing airs. But the guy that started doing airs that I looked up to was Randy Goose Welch. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. remember yeah. Goose. Yeah. I kind of remember that yeah. name. Dude. Yeah. 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 Goose was the man. He had this, we called it the Goose Springs. And like, yeah, he could yeah. just do an air anytime on any list. Was this the guy you were wave. talking about earlier? Oh, no. no. You were talking Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. This, that was a guy my age. Yeah. Got, me, and, me and Ryan looked up to Goose. And, yeah. and Goose was, dude, he was insane. He, yeah. he won the the world air championships. One was there day. money in that band? Like, in the, like <laughs> there kind of like I think first back then was like five k or something. Was it invite only though, or no. did you have to qualify? Anybody could do it. I think you. It, it was the van. Whoever Mercedes. like yeah. expressed interest in being in it. Yeah. I think Brillo would kind of make a call. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you're in or you're not. Surfing had so much money and events and and. Um, yeah, advertising. But but, but there was all these different subculture like yeah. events yeah. that had a place and yes. had and had a a purpose. Yeah. You know, like you needed to support it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you could get insane video footage out of it. You yep. could, you know, the, you know, you get print out of it, and then like there was there was a, you know, it's a good return on your investment for the for the people supporting it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you had a good kind of cast of characters who were doing those. You know, you oh, they're, the, they're the outcasts yeah. almost. Yeah. That's know? where Kersey started. Yeah. Kersey yeah. dominated. Dominated. He, he was a late bloomer on the totally tour. CT. Totally. Or QS to the CT. Totally. And so I would say out of like my later professional competing experience, I actually identified with the air show guys more than the QS guys. Yeah. Like I had way more fun doing that and I, and I enjoyed trying progressive moves and just going full send as opposed to, you know, winter. Three to the beach, winter. yeah. Two to the yeah. beach. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so instead of, you were, you were kind of like free surf guy and then Wellesley said, no, I'll put you on tour. Yep. Then you... Did two years. Did two years. And then it was kind of like, hey, guy, like, you know, you're making your paycheck and, you you know, you get that cool time where you're like, hey, do you think I could get a little extra? Because I was getting a lot of coverage and everything. Yeah. And at the time, you know, my contract was coming up and I asked for a bump from them and I, I had a couple other brands interested and it was Lost, Rusty, and Body Glove. Mm. And of the three, I was just like, yeah, definitely not going to go with Body Glove, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just because it's of... It's have in the back pocket, Yeah, though. yeah. And, but, but I was like, you know, that was just... I grew up, like I told you guys earlier, watching the Lost videos. Yeah. Loved those guys, yeah. you know? Like, I was like, I'm all about this. this so, contract way. season. Yeah. And you had all these people, but hey, you wanted to stay with quick. You had yeah. options, which was, I mean, yeah. rare because you were... Pro- producing yeah and that yeah. was that i was i was fortunate and i was stoked and, and i went to asr so yeah. go to asr met with you know i forget who was doing lost at the time but you know met riola and this was like prime you know they're, they're asr going, was a giant party party everyone was hammered and i was stoked on that and everything yeah they were you know um and then rusty was ryan dival at the yeah. time and i really liked dival and you know talking to those guys but the thing with them was you got to ride the boards too and yep. i was a little if you still riding on, on Kenosh- was, actually at the time i was patterson 
I, when, when I moved out here, I ended up doing a little stint with Patterson and then Xanadu. 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 Hey, bro, you got to do some of the WQS, bro. We're not putting fin systems. We're doing no. glass on. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, can you make this same board? I love this board. It's awesome. Nope. I'd go pick it up. He'd be like, yeah, so I made you the same board, but I made Swallowtail and different thickness and different... And you're like, okay, same so thing, though. Completely different board. Right on. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So great. I mean, but some of his boards, man, oh. for the first five sessions before yeah. they would literally like break under your feet. Yeah. Like, oh my God, those things were magic. Dude. Yeah. I yeah. had a couple He's really a great good shaper. ones. Yeah. He's a great, He's a great personality. Yeah. Totally. We're going to have to get him on the show. Too. You yeah. should get to him. Yeah. 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 He's a ledge. And Patterson. And Patterson, yeah. man. Who was telling yeah. us that? He wanted to get, you know, they asked for a board and it took months to get. Was it Gurr? Gurr. Yeah. Gurr. So no, Gurr's what? like, you know, kind of retired from the tours, taking some time off. And he's like, I think Xanadu hit him up. Like, I want to shape you a board. And yeah. he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And then like a couple months later, he's like, hey, I thought you were going to shape me a board. He's like. <laughs> What? Hey, hey Brad, hey, no, I'm busy. I, I, I hey, said, yeah. yeah. And then a couple months later, and Gurren finally called him out, like, fine, don't shoot me a board. I don't need it. Like, I got all that. You know, it was just like, he's such a trip, dude. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. such a trip, but in a, in a great way. In a great way. Yeah. Like, great vibes. It's so epic. Yeah, he, he was awesome. So, yeah, so I kind of bounced around on board guys for a little while there. Which is good um, to mature and kind of, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so cross. cross Check. You, you're going Try. on. Yeah. How did you How did you end up with Body Glove? You, you were talking to So I was Rusty, talking to those three guys. Yeah. And, and Body Glove was like my last choice, honestly. And and I, it's just, it all comes down to the people, right? Yeah. yeah. Like who, now who's, that I'm older. Who was the guy you were talking to at Body Glove? So I went over to the Body Glove booth and, and Greg Browning was the Sarah. guy. And GB. I, Jeeves. Yeah. And... Talked to Greg, and then the, the marketing director above him was Scott Daly. Yeah, epic great. too. Yeah, you know. So I met those guys. I just started hanging out with them, and I ended up hanging out the rest of the day, going to dinner with them, and I was just like, "Dude, Browning, you know, like, I mean, like, I can't cool believe I'm cat. saying this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really kind of like these guys the best." Yeah. You're yeah. 24, 25? Yeah, about yeah. that. 24, 25. And was J-O-B on it on the program? No, yeah. no. So it was, they were just launching apparel, yep. which was the reason I was kind of getting approached by them. And Lostness was the first guy that they had locked in. And then Dion Agius. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Dion. Wow. Yeah. Dion wrote for him? Yeah. Wow. He was, for, for a little bit, yeah, yeah, he had a minute. It was before he got Hipster. huge. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, love Dion, by the way. <laughs> uh, so the three of us, uh, I, I, I ended up going to Body Glove. You know, they, they gave me a, a nice, you know, nice pay raise as far as what I was getting from Quick. And I wasn't a small fish in a giant pond. Yeah. I was a little more, and it was a little more, it's a family-owned business, yeah. you know, or it was. Yeah. at the time and ended up just feeling like a, the right place to be you know and and just working with greg man he was yeah so awesome yeah i mean he was so well-rounded with experience from the Taylor contest Steel. side to the filming side yeah. to starting a brand side Dude. to yeah so much yeah knowledge 
Well, I mean, to be honest, the brand that I always wanted to ride for, and I think all of us, maybe you guys would agree, would be huge right now. It's seventeen for sure. Seventeen was this. Wow. Yeah. I was I was thinking that yeah right before you said it. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been they were the shocking. Yeah, yeah they were the so shit. Yeah. we you know Taylor Steel is blowing up. They got seventeen right next door, and you know yeah, and it was on a mission first. Well, separate. But, I know, uh, but, yeah, but yeah, that was the first company. Yeah, those with all, all those started. guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, Jason and Conan and Greg and Taylor were the like they were the you know the the guys. The guys. You know, but it was yeah. So it was rad. so rad. Yeah, dude. So too too early, but yet not. You know, they just got. So what is got hosed? They got hosed. They got hosed. They got hosed. Yeah. Cool. So so, you you sign a contract with. Body glove. And what did they want you to do? Uh, they just wanted me to do the free surf thing, yeah. which was epic. Yeah. Um, and at the time, you know, Greg was the team slash media guy. You know, yeah. he did all their in-house film work and all that. Was was he still doing the drive-throughs on the side? He was. Yeah. That was like towards the end, right around yeah. that time. I think the last ones he did when I was there was like South Africa and then the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he did another one after that. Maybe New Zealand, but um. So got to work with him, and the cool thing about Body Glove that I learned was they were, you know, a licensed out company. So Body Glove Japan, Body Glove Australia, they were all different, and they all kind of had their own brand needs where, you know, they wanted to create videos with the pro surf team, and we were the the office that... Content. The content. Content yeah. provider. Yeah, exactly. So I got to go to all these, like, really cool areas where Body Glove had different licensed out brands, you know, mm-hmm. and so we did a lot of trips to Japan. We did trips to Bali, um, and Greg was the guy who would film them all, and, you know, we just traveled together and made killer videos and content and whatnot. And I think we were a little early for for this to make any impact at all, but uh, we ended up doing, like, little vlog-type videos, you know, where we would just do a trip and make an edit and put it out on on YouTube, but, like, way before it it kind of blew up to what it is now, you know? Kind of of like a pre-hype, like, you know, uh, what do you you call it? Trailers, you know? Like, if you're going to put out... We had we had a little mm-hmm. run with one that I mean it was back when Transworld Surf would post whatever yeah. you put up you know so we had a little pre- run Instagram pre- yeah but YouTube was out yeah we had a little run with uh, it was a little video series we made called the Shane Show and we would just go like like there's there's one you guys would probably get a kick out of it's called Three Snakes One Cup. <laughs> Two girls one cup, three snakes one cup. So we went to Bali, and have you ever done that in Bali where you can drink the snake's blood? I have never, never drank the snake's blood. Dude, there's a I've place... drank in the shroom Ye- shake blood, midnight yeah. oil. Yeah. yeah, those are fun, right? Mushroom like the blood? chaga, yeah, the protein ones. <laughs> Earthy, but no, we would we so so we we would go and just Greg ended up having a filmer under him at this time who I became really good friends with, and we would just travel to you know wherever like Bali in the summer, Hawaii in the winter, Maui, whatever, and we would just make little clips. Yeah, it was was awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally sucked. Um, And yeah, and then I ended up riding for Body Glove the rest of my you know surfing career. Yeah, essentially, that's amazing. And you mentioned you rode for Osiris. Yes. Yeah, well, I had to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Which part so, owner of that? Yeah, he started. So when did, yeah, when did, your, yeah. When did your dad, because he started um, 
What is, what is I, that? I had to. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> did you get paid though? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When, when good, was Osiris? Good money. But, uh, Osiris. When did it Osiris start? blew up. But when did Osiris, <laughs> when did he start it? I think it was like 95. 95. So he started Osiris? Him and this guy, uh, Brian Reed, oh, Doug Brian. Weston okay. was part, he was the sales guy. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the founders. And then they had an investor, this guy, Tony Chen. And okay. he, they're great guys. You know, they went from evil, the snowboards, yeah. EOL, and they started making evil footwear. And the footwear started doing good, and they were like, you know what? Let's do like a whole new just footwear brand because at the time DC was just kind of really yeah. killing it, and there wasn't a lot in the marketplace for. And there was need, and yeah. there was you could put anything out there, and the need was there. And totally. talk about the D three though. I mean, oh dude, of course we're gonna talk yeah. about the D three. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I have Napoleon. a good I have a good D three story. Okay. So uh, D three obviously <laughs> like the biggest. You know, Vice. Ever. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I you. watched it. Did you watch it? I'm going to watch it after. Yes. Yeah. Vice did a I want to hear the real story. Special. Of the D3. I want to hear the real story of the D3, though. I, I've been dying. The Vice had, well, I didn't know all the details of the creation. You know, like, I, I was just a Grom at the time. Like, I thought, you know, Dave Mayhew designed this shoe, you know? So that's what I thought. Which we are all led to believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and D, and D. I think there's elements of it that he did bring to the table. Like watch the Vice thing; it's pretty, it's pretty detailed. Like, did that, you ask your dad? Yeah, Not yet. I, I've I've taught. He's kind of weighed in on it, but I'll you know watch the Vice thing. Yeah. And you can form your own opinion. Like oh. I, my 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 opinion on it is it was it's a collaboration. But obviously, there's people who are paid to design shoes, and that's like the heavy lifting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I were those guys, honestly, it'd just be like, hey, you helped, and I helped, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's how I. But when, like you, when, when it becomes such a huge success, oh, somebody wants to take all the credit. Okay. For yeah. our listeners out there, yeah. the D3 <clears throat> is one of the best selling skate shoes, shoes ever of all time. Yep. And it wasn't Dave Mayhew <laughs> is the guy whose name is on it, who's made a lot of money from it. Yep. And the 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 folklore story is <laughs> that he was supposed to show up, and they were all supposed to pick their pro shoe model. And because he he thought whatever, I don't know why or what. But he didn't show up to the meeting, and they they basically gave him the shoe. So like, this is what your shoe is going to be. That's I, I I would call BS on. Okay, that. that's that, yeah. That's what I heard. That's, that's what everyone that's what, knows see, in the so skate in the skate world. That's what. Yeah, that's you know they're like the mis- very fear. signature like big loops on when you lace it like those side big yeah. loops. Mayhew found a shoe that was similar to that. I think it was like a hiking shoe, like in REI or something. Extra support. Yeah, and that was kind of his contribution to the design of it. He's like, I really like these loops. I don't know if that was the only contribution, but that is arguably the kind of distinct, you know, kind of signature on it. And then you got the Mm -hmm. airbags, and there's obviously a whole whole bunch of things that go into a shoe design, but... I think he didn't show up to a meeting at one point and they made a decision on design without mm-hmm. him. Okay. And I think that's where the... Somewhere in the middle is the truth. Somewhere <laughs> in the middle is the truth. And I honestly couldn't tell you I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I don't think... My dad never mentioned like one way or the other. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a feeling I know what he would say at this point. And he is in the documentary, but he doesn't really weigh in. So They made so many of those. They made oh so God. much money. But my, <laughs> hey, sorry to cut No, 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 go, go. But I worked for DVS yep. you know, back in the day. Yep. And I, would, I, I handled international business, and my territory was Australasia, South, South America. And my Costa Rican distributor told me, and Costa Rica, right? Yeah. Costa fucking Rica. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you wear shoes down there? It's a small, <laughs> a small country, right? A very, very yeah. small country with a population and, of... And you don't even want to wear shoes. Less no, than, for real. It's like Less Hawaii. than whatever. It's too hot. Like, I don't know how many people live there. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe a million. I don't know. But they did one season $4 million yeah. worth of one... Shoot. Dude, they crap they cleaned up. <laughs> cleaned up. I was like, yeah. how does that even he's like, dude, it was like twenty containers or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they went nuts, dude. And then a lot of people ripped it off. So after the fact, they all kind of went around and, and you know, had to get into lawsuit battles with people and they yep. ended up winning a lot of them because and then they got a lot of money from that too. Like it was insane. It yeah. and it and it it was the best thing ever and then it was the worst, worst thing yeah. ever. Because yeah. you're so invested in that style that, like, when it went more hesh, it just, yeah, yeah. It, it, it went the other way. But my, my D3 story is Pennywise concert, okay, uh, SDSU, uh, Cox Arena, and this is height of the, the D3 craziness. And, you know, bro him comes on at a Pennywise concert, and the entire floor turns into a mosh pit. Like, the mosh pit goes from... You know, like two two times two x to like ten x. Yeah, everyone starts going, and me and my buddy Kai, who I was living with, we start moshing, and we get separated. And you know, when you're moshing and you don't have your shoes tied, like you step <laughs> out of a shoe. Yeah. So I had D threes on, and we get separated, and I'm moshing around, and I step out of my shoe. And I'm like, oh shit, and I turn around, and I, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's gone, it's you gone. know, whatever. Mosh songs in, gets out. Find my buddy Kai, and he's all, I saw you step out of your shoe, and I grabbed it. What? <laughs> Not my shoe. It was a D3, same side, different size and color. Insane. Insane. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's how popular they were. Yeah. Yeah. 120 bucks. It changed the dimension of shoe price. Oh, my God. Hey. Yeah. 120 so, bucks. Yeah. So, current population of Costa Rica is 5.1 million. Wow. Back, back in... What do you think? 98? 98, 99. Yeah, two, yeah. It was 2000. It, it was just over 2 million. Wow. So, to people. Yeah. So, you're talking about a $4 million PO for yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. They didn't stay in Costa Rica. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But still. You, you would have been fired, bro. Yeah. That Can I hit be the head real quick? Yeah. Can I hit the head real Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pause. Oh, man. Hey. Back on. <laughs> Intermission. So you want me to reiterate my dad's stuff? Yeah. That's okay. Crazy with the Osiris. Your dad. Honestly, I love to, the story of Tony Magnuson being pro skater way back in the day, and then how many businesses that has that guy started? So yeah. That's a dude. He's really he's he's gnarly entrepreneur like that, you know. And and he's he's really passionate, obviously, about skating. And he's always kept it as core as possible. I yeah. mean, you know. Um, so H Street Evil 
uh, Osiris. And then when Osiris was big, they started doing other brands like the women's line, Copia. Um, and then they had a, a, a footwear line for a while that called 88. It was a little more hesh. Uh, and then after that, Osiris kind of blew up recently, actually, only a few years um, that it kind of dissolved. And they're, sti- they're still around, but th- he's not a part of it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then he started doing these board games, actually, <laughs> believe it or board not. Board like games? Like, yeah. a, like family like Monopoly? Games. Sort of. Like, more like a, like a spin on kind of Chinese checkers. And he's he's from Sweden, so he was a, he was good friends with that guy, Matthias Ringstrom, who is another yeah. vert skater from Sweden. And they, they found this game out there that these guys had created called, uh, what is it freaking called? Pen- Pentago. And they just loved it, and they started importing it. And next thing I know, he's going to toy trade shows in New York, and Fuck. you know, and serial entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. That's epic. That's and then epic. he's restarted H Street, so I know they have you know oh. reeditions, and they That's they do, sick. yeah. And he which found... is smart because I think that that history and the nostalgic like kind of like what you could draw and yeah. inspire the next generation on that. that I think that's. That could be big. It's so yeah. wild. And and he's got, you know, some of the OG guys, uh, not like officially on board, but like they, they've Throwing let him done. Bone. Yeah, let him do some reissues like D-Way and, and Hensley, I know. They had some reissues for a while. So, I mean, he's still at it. Yeah. You know? he's, I don't think he's ever going to stop. So, so right. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be fun. But, you know, obviously it's risk-taking at the same time. And, you know, but if you've... Your, your, your dad's made a lot of money over years i would say osiris for sure and yeah i th- I, I think so yeah. i i have no idea like, <laughs> what what that could be or couldn't be i yeah. i honestly don't all right so going back to you yeah body glove body glove free surfer yep greg browning yep shane what was that Show. We had a little the Shane show for yeah. a little bit, and it was just online. They still live on there. You can search them and find yeah. them. There's well, some, we will. some funny ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you guys will be psyched <laughs> on them. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, but uh, but after that, so did that for a while. Was living in San Diego at the time, um, and did that until thirty. So I rode for them for five years as just pro free surf guy, and then at thirty I moved up to South Bay. Uh, moved in with the guy who was working under Browning filming and we became roommates and I expressed to the brand that I wanted to, you know, work on the other side of the curtain Hmm. and kind of obviously always looked up to my dad. Guy's been my hero since I was young. I think that's probably the reason I gravitated towards board sports and everything. And then obviously knowing his history with building brands and, and being on the other side as well as on the board, um, wanted to learn it yeah. and wanted to go do that. Just kind of felt like free surfing, especially my generation, like it's, you're only going to go so far, you know, yeah. like I just thought it, uh, you got a shelf life. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into this sooner than later. So they agreed to bring me on as like team manager and help out with all things marketing and, just started working and Greg was still involved at that time and so you he did the more behind the scenes so I picked up like they had him doing all the kind of media and production yeah and dealing with all the athletes and setting up the trips and everything so splitting the workload splitting the work so I picked up that yeah you know I started immediately doing that and 
there was no like, hey, here's here's what you got to do every day. Like it was just come in and figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't that hard for you know yeah. Yeah. when you're dealing you're just dealing with guys who kind of want to do the same thing you've been doing you know and you you just you kind I kind of you already knew, know how it works yeah yeah and I knew who good team managers were and 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 what I wanted out of a team manager so I got in and I tried to be that guy uh, for the kids on the team at the time and then pick up a couple other kids as we were going along. So at what point did MTV's Maui Fever come into play? Ah, I, I almost got away with it. No, that. no. <laughs> I almost got away yeah. with it. MTV Maui reality. Fever. Maui Fever reality is this, show. Is I, I thought we were going to make no, it past No, we, we fully skipped over it. <laughs> and I have it written down here. Ooh, good but, uh, so you and the boys. Thank God for it. Investigative yeah. reporting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dude, late night. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the good stuff. I've never seen late an night, episode. Pri- I private remember, eye services. I remember hearing yeah. about it, but I, I never watched an episode. Or That's a good thing. All of our listeners are going to read. This is on MTV. It was on MTV. Um, so before I moved back to California, I was living in Maui. It was after Dogtown. Um, I was on Body Glove. It was the after about a year into my first contract with those guys, and I was I had my own condo down there. I had used you know the money that I got from the movie to to get it, and I was like living the dream, dude. It was sick. I had yeah. like one bedroom on Front Street, like just stoked, Rockstar. you know? Yeah, yeah hyped. You were what? Twenty five? Twenty five? Yeah. Twenty four? Twenty five? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was riding my bike down Front Street one day, and there's like a sign. Uh, outside one of the bars that said, you know, like MTV auditions, you know, or something. And I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? You know, like, in so Lahaina. it was, they were just guerrilla marketing, like the town, like they they already had a pitch. Fully. Like and it was so going to happen. Was the Oahu thing the. Um... Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 